Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. What a day today is. It's week 17 in the National Football League. And, and Bucky, I was going to say we could plan for a lot of things, but when you see the Dolphins go to New England and shake up the AFC playoff picture, we've got guys not playing all afternoon in these late games and so much at stake. I have zero idea what to expect over the next three hours. You, you, you don't know what to expect? You can expect some down-to-the-wire games. I think this Philadelphia-New York Giants and the Dallas-Washington Redskins, I think those are the games to watch because those are the ones that have the implications. The Steelers and Ravens are in a tight affair. I didn't think that the Steelers would be able to score today, but they are knocking on the door down 6 nothing to Baltimore. The Cowboys have just added a field goal. May have heard Dave say it up 6 nothing on those Redskins while the Eagles just holding a 3 nothing lead on the Giants. And I, I was in on Friday here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox and I were sitting in for, for Doug Gottlieb, but I said if you had a team that was coming into Week 17 that had scored 41 and 36 points over the last couple of weeks, that have said that they want their head coach to come back so there may be motivation to play for him, if you said that the opposing team was going to be without their best target, when you would say that the team is getting their starting quarterback back under center, all of these things were in favor of the New York Giants today against the Philadelphia Eagles. And right now, what do we got? A 3 nothing game as Philly has a slight lead. I think the cards are really in play for Dallas to win the NFC East. Today. Dallas is going to win the NFC East. Oh, in everybody's, time. And everybody's going to love it. They're not only going to win the NFC East, 
But they're going to win their first playoff game, too. Oh, that would be something. That that? would be interesting. They're going to get the 49ers or Seattle. And I'm reading between the lines of what you may think. (laughs) You thought it was a direct shot at the Seattle Yeah, I think it totally was. No, that wasn't it. That's that's without even knowing. Everybody today, prior to the show, is like, how do you think the CX are going to do with a sly smile on their face? Just knowing because they're injury-riddled and... They're playing at home with the twelves. <laughs> it hasn't. You're one hasn't of the twelves. It hasn't helped. As, as much Dan Byers sits here with his Seattle Seahawks sweatshirt <laughs> on, can't see ready, it on radio, so. ready to go. And, a, and the phone is that a phone finger over there in your back? <laughs> that is. It not. looks like a neon no, phone finger no hanging out in the backpack. Paint. There is no face paint at all. Steelers are in the end zone, seven to six. They lead Baltimore. That has implications as Tennessee is driving, trying to take the lead on the Texans. Basically, this is what's going to be the the next three hours. Zero face paint, zero foam fingers, a lot of update of what's updates of what's going on in the National Football League. Mm. A second and two in the Texans defense stuffs Derrick Henry. So now it'll be third and two from the six yard line. Yeah, you gotta like this. These these are I mean, these these are the fun kind of days to be on radio because you got a lot of stuff going on. Uh we've had we had a football smorgasbord yesterday. I know you're a little upset about the the happenings. A little. Yeah. yeah that took yeah. place. Like when we were here, we were watching LSU absolutely take uh oklahoma to the shed and then that oh man that ohio state clemson game was fantastic it's fantastic <laughs> it's a fantastic game yeah, it was a really good game and i'm mad i'm mad like I'm, I'm mad i'm not even a buckeyes fan but i'm mad because they they, they let them off the hook they let them off the hook buyer they could have knocked them out in the first half you're and right. they let them you're right off the hook Titans in the end zone, possibly. Yes. yes. Corey, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, who some people don't know if there's going to be a future of Corey Davis in Tennessee, but he ends up getting into the end zone. I mean, there will be next year, but. The, oh, you're uh, talking about the, the fifth year option? option? Yes. Yeah, it's a little rich. A little rich, but maybe. Oh, that's a pick. That's not, a pick play. Not, not called unless Bill O'Brien wants to review it, but this would allow the Texans to take a lead on the Titans with an extra point coming up. Of course, if the Titans beat the Texans today, that settles everything in the AFC wildcard race. We mentioned the Steelers are up by one against Baltimore. They need the Titans to lose that game. And then you have the Raiders, who are sitting there with a 3 nothing lead against Denver. They also need the Colts to beat Jacksonville today, which they are doing right now. 10 to 3. Mm. Denver, though, driving in Oakland territory, not in the red zone, but only down three with 11.37 to go. How in the world, uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. How in the world do the Dolphins go to New England today and top the Patriots? Look, I'm going to give Brian Flores a lot of credit for what he was able to do. This is a team that I think they started out 0-7. They'll finish with five wins. Um, Look, he did a remarkable job of keeping his guys playing as they let go of some very, very key players. Larry Matonso, out. Kenny Stills, out. Minka Fitzpatrick, gone. Still able to get better. They played well down the stretch. And, look, playing against the Patriots, playing up there, being able to get a win, it it, it speaks to his ability to connect with the team, to get them to continue to play hard, and his intimate knowledge of what the Patriots like to do. Tom Brady... Tom Brady did not look great today. And I know we keep saying. Did he look good? No, I mean, he looked okay. (laughs) But but I know all you guys, all you guys are still scared of the boogeyman. And I'm here to tell you, the boogeyman does not exist. You don't have to go peeking in your closets and looking up under your bed. The boogeyman is dead. He's done. It's a done deal. 
so now the Patriots are going to have to play next week against yeah. one of those wild card teams that we mentioned, either the Steelers, Titans, or the Raiders. The Redskins, by the way, driving against Dallas as they're down six in that contest. I thought the knowledge that Brian Flores had was a was a big deal. I think everything that you said was a big deal today. Ryan Fitzpatrick was great. Devontae Parker is his turned into quite some form in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And that makes me wonder then, Bucky, if you want to fast forward all the way, mm-hmm. if Laramie Tunzel wasn't dealt, if Minka Fitzpatrick really bought into what was happening with the Dolphins, how good could this Dolphins team be? I, I mean I, I don't know, but I, I think they have an interesting not a dilemma, but they're in a really good situation when it comes to where they're picking. Like maybe they'll pick fifth or sixth. Um everyone has talked about them having their eyes set on Tua Tungavaloa to be their quarterback. Man, I think what they should do is re-sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, still take Tua, and then Tua can redshirt his entire rookie season to fully get back ready, his ankles, his knee, his hip. There's no pressure to get him on the field right away because the way Ryan Fitzpatrick played and played for the Dolphins down the stretch, look, man, he's a solid starting quarterback for them. Now, typically what happens with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a little like Halloween candy. He's good the first couple of days, you know, you eat or whatever, but then if you eat too much, you get sick, you yeah, get stomach Yeah. Ache. And so you, you got to be careful falling <laughs> also, in love with them. But if you're, maybe. or also if you're starving, you'll eat anything. <laughs> and that's what it is. So the Dolphins were starving. They'll eat anything and they'll eat what Ryan Fitzpatrick gave you. I mean, he was serving it up, though. He served it up pretty well. Uh, uh, an update from Houston the Titans had their touchdown taken off the board. Reviews show that Corey Davis stepped out of bounds at the one-yard line. So the Mm. Titans got a first down. First to go at the one, Derrick Henry gets down to about the half-yard line. But that has remained a 7-7 game in Houston. The game that, I guess, really doesn't matter, Cardinals and Rams. Cardinals are knocking uh, or have the lead right now 7-3, but the Rams are knocking on the door down four in that contest and now Ryan Tannehill is heavily pressured, ends up throwing across his body and into the end zone for a Retest. Titans touchdown. I mean, that was, that was a remarkable play because it looked like it was something bad was about to happen. <laughs> That's what it looked like <laughs> when he threw it up. And I, I could tell in your voice inflection, you're like, oh, he just throws it up because I completely <laughs> expected that ball be to pick. But, hey, it, it worked out. I mean, this is not how you would necessarily draw it up. He's just running around and, oh, I see someone. I'm just going to throw it blindly in the air. Bucky, we have got a special day here at Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Not only is it week 17, there's also a, I don't know, there are themes that could be played along. We have a new feature coming Mm. up, and this is going to be a feature that we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to happen. But, Bucky, if you hear this sound... That means we have Mm. to head to the chopping block where David Gascon is going to fill us in on all of the possible head coaching moves that could come down in the NFL today. You can't fire anybody right after the game. There could be reports. At least make them get up and have the... (laughs) Tell that to Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Yeah, make them them at least come to work and find out that their key fob doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Don't don't, don't do them like that. If you're going to fire them, give them the full treatment. 
Maybe this will even work with quarterbacks because Philip Rivers said after their loss to the Chiefs today that he would consider playing for another team other than the Chargers. <laughs> Philip, you don't have a choice. And that right now, <laughs> like, the Chargers are not bringing you back. The, it's, it's not happening. Right now, instead of bolt up, bolt out. That could be yes. the move for Philip Rivers, but says right now retirement is not really an option. Mm. And if he wants to live in San Diego, it's going to be a much further drive wherever he goes. Yeah. If he wants to commute back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, Philip did not have a great year. And I don't know how – I don't know of a team that can look at him and say, like, hey, you know what? It would be a pretty good upgrade over what we have because he's a mobile. He is a gunslinger who is prone to turnovers. Um, and he is kind of at a point where he's rigid in terms of the kind of offense that he wants to play in. I, I don't know where he would necessarily be a good fit. I have heard – People throw out, well, how about he reunites with Frank Wright because Frank Wright was his offense coordinator in San Diego for a time. Um, how about he reunites with Frank Wright in Indy and kind of serves as a bridge until they can find a young franchise quarterback? But I just don't see how he's really an upgrade over uh, anything. Yeah, I, I would, I would rather have, I would rather have a healthy Jacoby Brissett and deal with that than have to deal with. Mm another year of or adding philip rivers to that squad yeah just doesn't seem to be a lot of positivity oh we've got uh we've got some sound from uh one uh philip rivers that we're gonna hear after their 31 21 loss Mm. to the kansas city chiefs today which with that new england loss that we talked about allowed the chiefs to wrap up the two seed and get a first round bye, and obviously drop new england down to the three seed so new england will be playing next week in the wild card round their opponent's is not yet been determined. It will be the Steelers, Titans, or Raiders, depending on how things fall out. And right now, the Titans have the fr- are mm. the front runners, and they have a lead against the Texans right now. This was Philip Rivers after today's ten point defeat in Kansas City. This individually, I think the two hundred twenty four starts in the regular season. Obviously, there's however many eleven playoff games. I think that's probably uh, one of the most personal, most meaningful things. Uh, been able to be out there uh, every week. Some of it's toughness, some of it's being blessed with being healthy enough, um, and some of it's, you know, the guys, you know, James Collins and Damon and the staff and all the doctors, Dr. Chow and those guys helping me find a way to get out there. Um, so that's one just from a personal standpoint of actually suiting up and trotting out there every game. For- that's Philip Rivers, who nothing. we just cut him off. We just said I mean, we've nothing. had enough. I mean, like nothing like bragging about how tough you are and how long you've played. That, yeah. I'll tell you what, that sure doesn't sound like a guy who's back next year to your point. I mean, no, he's, he's naming doctors in no. his uh, I mean, he farewell. Knows. He knows. Look, <laughs> he knows. All he has to do is he, he sees the tape. He, he hasn't performed well. 21 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. 18 interceptions, I mean, that's a lot of interceptions. I mean, and you take Jameis Winston out. I think he's second most. I think maybe <laughs> – Maybe Baker. Jameis had himself a day today. The Redskins facing a fourth and four against the Cowboys, going for it on the Dallas 18-yard line. Kick the field goal. I would think you would kick the field goal, but when you're coaching your last game, Bill Callahan's like, Mm. "Let's go for it. It is incomplete." Wow. 
The Redskins don't take the points and will give it back to the Cowboys. Redskins out here just playing like it's a video game. <laughs> just like it's a video game. We don't no. kick field goals. We just go for it all the time. But just, it is, yeah, they want to hit the everything. reset button what, as fast what, as they can. What is this? Wow. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We're going to have chaos for the next three hours, and it's going to be amazing. Get Bucky on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Right now, Texans punting it back to the Titans as Tennessee has that seven-point lead, and right now holding on to that final playoff spot in the AFC. As for the Eagles-Giants game, Eagles have punted it back to the Giants, so the Giants will get it, but they will start deep in their own territory. Eagles right now with a win today over the Giants would edge the Cowboys for supremacy in the NFC East. We'll dive more into that, keep you updated of what's happening on all of these Week 17 games, plus a coach that really doesn't sound like he's going to be around next year. All that and more next year on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Tannehill play fake, looking in the back of the end zone, being chased, sprints out to his right, fires back toward the middle, ball caught, touchdown, Titans. That's how it sounded on the Titans radio network. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Those Titans holding a 14-7 lead, 5.40 to go until halftime as they are on top of the Texans who have already wrapped up the AFC South 
Oakland is driving and in the red zone against the Broncos. It's a 3-3 ball game. The Redskins have added some points, but they've pulled within three of the Cowboys, 6-3 early in the second quarter. What else can we let you know about? The Steelers are going to punt it back to the Ravens, but Pittsburgh's up 7-6 in that contest with five minutes to go until halftime. Eagles up 3-0 at midfield against the Giants midway through the second half. Rams have that 10-7 lead on the Cardinals midway through the second quarter, while the Colts, the only reason that the Colts game matters is for the possible scenario with the Raiders. They lead Jacksonville 10-6 with 9.30 left to go until halftime. I think we've got everything done, Bucky, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Mm -hmm. Sports Radio Studios. But speaking of done, Freddie Kitchens could be one and done after the season. The Cleveland Browns today went to Cincinnati and did what the Browns do best, and that's lose. They had an opportunity for a seven-win season. Instead, Cincinnati gets their second win of the year. Browns fall to 6-10, and and that's how they'll wrap up the campaign. And the question is, will it be the only campaign of one Freddie Kitchens from the Cleveland Browns? Before I get your thoughts, Bucky, I do want to hear from Freddie Kitchens, who did speak with reporters after today's game, which, by the way, before you hear Kitchens, I just got to say this. If the Browns would have won today, it would have been their fourth best season since they rejoined the National Football League. That, that, like that's, that's how bad things have been in Cleveland. Here's Freddie Kitchens after today's loss against the Bengals. I mean, I think you guys know that my thoughts on 6-10 and 10 is not even remotely good enough. We're not running an operation here to try to be 6-10. and 10. We're trying to win every time we go out. We didn't get that done this year. But uh, moving forward, we've got to do a much better job coaching, playing, making plays, and being in situations when we're in those, back in those situations, perform better. I haven't been told anything different. You know, Mr. Jimmy and, and D, I think they want me to do my job, and that's what I'm going to do, is do my job until they tell me not to. If they tell me not to, just, I don't think, I think they just want me doing my job. I don't know how else to answer it. Do you think that the Browns front office was, had their final determination on Freddie Kitchen's future set before today's game? Well, I think here, here's what everyone has to understand, like, because it's, it's easy to say, hey, let's throw Freddie Kitchens out. But if they fire Freddie Kitchens, potentially, they could be paying three different coaches at the same time. Hugh Jackson still had years left on his deal. Freddie Kitchens has years left on his deal. And whoever you would hire to be the head coach, you have to pay that. That is a lot to take on. I don't care how deep your pockets are. Um I'm not really in the business of paying people a lot of money that aren't doing work for me. And I just think that with that and with the knowledge of, look, Freddie Kitchens, his first year as a head coach, give him a chance. He's trying to adjust. I think in the end, they'll consider all those things, and I think they'll bring him back. I think he'll get at least another year to see if he can get the job done in Cleveland. See, I I look at what happened with the Browns, and – I don't think today has any any bearing on what they do. I, I don't think losing on the road to no matter how bad the Bengals are, but if your decision is made, this sure it, it made to let him go. This sure makes it a heck of a lot easier to do so un, under these circumstances. Because I actually look at the same thing with the Cowboys and Jason Garrett in the same scenario of. I keep hearing, well, if the Cowboys make it to the NFC Championship game, that could save Jason Garrett's job. And I say, why? If you don't think that he's the guy that is going to go there to win the Super Bowl, why are we putting these imaginary boundaries to how he can keep his job and how he cannot? Like To me, that sounds absurd. Either you think the guy can win you a Super Bowl 
or you don't and you make the decision. So I look at the Cowboys' decision almost just the same as the Cleveland Browns. Either you think he's going to get it done or you don't and you cut bait and move on. Yeah, I, I think the bigger thing is, like, and what people have to understand, what's out there available? And are we assured that whoever's available is an upgrade over what we currently have? Because of the hiring cycle and because you turn over six or seven jobs a year, who who who's really there that can who we can confidently say, hey, we sign him, he's going to be an upgrade over what we have. I hear everyone talking about Ron Rivera, and I like Ron Rivera as a person. Like, he's one of my friends and all that, but Ron Rivera only has three significant seasons in Carolina sure. where they won. Like, he was there nine years. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, like let's— The last thing they need is a gambler, <laughs> you right? Know? So, mean- so you have that. Now, I would be an advocate of, of Mike McCarthy coming in, but— Here's the thing with Mike McCarthy. Is is he is he going to come in under John Dorsey? Why didn't they bring him in last year when he interviewed for the job? What has changed in a year with him out without him coaching that makes you like, you know what? He's the best man for the gig now. I, who who else is out there? And I'm not saying that look, Freddie Kitchens is the end all be all, but I mean, we have a lot of first time coaches and all these first time coaches kind of have to figure it out. Well, I also think that there could be a race considering some of the, op- the some of the openings that could happen. I, the Falcons get a win today against the Buccaneers. It was announced on Friday that Dan Quinn was going to return, as was Thomas Dimitrov. But when you look at some of the scenarios out there, let's say the Dallas job does open up. Let's just say that's available. That's going to be an appealing mm-hmm. job for anybody. So maybe it's – I would think the Cowboys brand would be enough. Maybe the scenario mm-hmm. and your working relationship with Jerry Jones is different. But the point being is maybe some of these other jobs could be third and fourth options for the best candidates out there. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot to consider. Like Lincoln Riley's not leaving Oklahoma to be the Jaguars' head coach. No, right? No, not at all. Yeah, and so that's that's the other thing too. And I, I, th- I think the one thing that has proven out over time in the National Football League, there's something to be said for consistency and stability. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers have only had three coaches in their history: Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. It served them well because they've been one of the winningest franchises that we have seen. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have always been slow to turn over the coaches because when you turn over the coach, you not only except Ray Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, that was quick. That was, that was that was very quick. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened there. There, there, there was, was a, a quick one. Yeah, yeah, that was a quick one. You went eight and eight. They were like Bob. <laughs> um, but hit the roads, Jack. Uh, uh, what also changes is when you get rid of the coach, you now have to reevaluate the personnel that you have because a lot of times you pick the personnel based on the scheme that the coach wants, and so. It's just a lot to consider. And, man, you have Odell Beckham Jr. on the contract. You got Jarvis Landry. You got Nick Chubb. Uh, I think you probably will have Kareem Hunt coming back. You got your young quarterback. That's a lot of weaponry that you bring back uh, to put in the second year of the system. Maybe the continuity will help them bounce back. Cowboys are in the end zone. Dak Prescott, a touchdown pass to Ezekiel Elliott. Extra point is good. It's 13-3 to early in the second quarter there, and the Giants currently driving against Philadelphia. Eagles up 3-0. Giants facing a third and nine from the Philadelphia 19-yard line. Golden oh, boy, Tate. Danny Dimes. Uh, Danny Dimes uh, just threw, underthrew Saquon Barkley, so it looks like it's going to be a field goal attempt. You know, the funny thing about the Packers – is I mentioned the Ray Rhodes thing. When Mike Holmgren left, you know what Mike Holmgren left Seattle for? A lot of money and power. Mm -hmm. And 
when he went to Seattle, he had Mike Sherman as his offensive coordinator. Yep. So the Ray Rhodes era ends up ending after Badly, one season. Quickly. Mike Guess Sher- who comes back to take over as the head coach? Mike Sherman with all the power. Yeah. It's like, that's the reason Mike Holmgren left, because they with wouldn't the give him the power. And what happens, his subordinate, or the guy that's working for him, Mike Sherman, ends up going back to Green Bay, and then ends up getting all the power that Mike Holmgren ever wanted. I know. It's kind of funny how, how that works out, right? Oh, man. All right. So let's keep our eyes on these games. And again, the sound effect that you will want to listen for today, it's... It's very graphic, I will say. Sam Kinsley, our technical producer, was able to find this one. Sam, we had a lot of a lot of different sound effects for the chopping block, and you came up with this. Oh. So there it is. Whoa. There, there it is. Sam, yes? Dan, you also might hear this. Into the pit with those bloodthirsty Sandamore. Kind oh. of a medieval thing too. Maybe oh, throw that on there too. Okay. Make it a little more fun. Oh, sure. Oh, we'll sure. stick to the guillotine mostly. There, 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 we'll stick to mostly chopping heads off. But if coaches are dismissed, which could happen uh, throughout the next couple of hours or so, we will keep you informed. The guy that we will go to for those news is standing by to give us the latest of what's happening. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. Here's David Gascon with the latest. I'm the bearer of bad news. Is that what you're trying to say, Dan Byer? Yes, there it is. The black cloud. Jeez. Nothing about... uh, Have you seen the movie... uh, Was it Green Mile? Uh, No, I missed it. I have not seen it. Tom Hanks is in that movie, but uh, basically whenever they send a guy to death row... Uh, they have a guy chomping on in that says "Dead Man Walking." Oh, is that where that drops from? Yeah, Dead it's Man actually, Walking. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I, I would uh, I would encourage it. Put it on my list. You're done with Game of Thrones, right? Yes, yes. Right. Successfully completed yeah. seven seasons during the summer of 2019. Yes, we got through <laughs> it in like three months. Right after it was done. Yay. Right after we started. <laughs> so I was late to the party as usual. All good, all good. Well, guys, the afternoon game's going on right now. Tennessee needs a win or a little bit of help to get in the playoffs. Tannehill looking, forced out to his right, throws, complete. Brown breaks the tackle at the 40, at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5, in the end zone. A.J. Brown, 51 yards, touchdown, tight. I'm just thinking about this. Do you think Ryan Tannehill is NFL Comeback Player of the Year? Mm. You know what? I'd actually have to think about it to hear from maybe other candidates. Right. But, yeah, I would have to think that he would be in the... What's he coming back from? Miami? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's he coming back from? Like, like he didn't have an in- injury. He was benched. I mean he, I mean, he was the backup this year, so to turn things around. He was an I'd outcast. To, yeah, I'd have to... Give some thoughts to that. All right. Well, Tennessee right now leading Houston 14-7. Uh, this ball game right now is near the end of the first half, and that affair Dallas 13-3 over the Washington Redskins. They need to win in a Philadelphia loss to qualify for the postseason. Eagles and Giants right now are locked up at 3-3. Raiders mm. still have a shot at the playoffs, but they're tied right now with Denver 3-3. They got stopped on a goal line stand at Denver's one-inch line. First time that happened for Denver since 2017. Steelers lead the Baltimore Ravens 7-6. Pittsburgh wins. Tennessee loses. Pittsburgh's into the playoffs as well. Speaking of the postseason, Miami won't be there, but New England, I don't know how long. Fitzpatrick back to throw, looking, fires, back to the end zone, touchdown! Mike Kosicki! Unbelievable! With 24 seconds left! How about Mike Kosicki back in the end zone, running right down the middle, back of the end zone? 
Fitzpatrick puts it right on the money. Yeah, Dolphins Radio Network, they shot the Patriots 27-24. to Guys, this was uh, historic in so many ways. Miami was a 17-point dog in this ballgame. At home. Seven, pa- they were a 17-point underdog in yeah. a pro game? Yeah. Uh, at home, yep. New England was 29-0 and with Tom Brady at the helm as a double-digit favorite straight up. They, they have lose. a tough time scoring double digits. Like, who put that line out there? <laughs> Las Vegas. You, I mean, that, that's... What, what was amazing, I was watching the Dolphins-Patriots game today, and I had the Packers-Lions. I have a two-TV setup at mm. home. Had this sound on, Charles Davis and Kevin Burkhardt at the uh, – Kevin Burkhardt says, I can't remember the last time the Patriots played in the wild card game. On the graphic on CBS, last time the Patriots were a wild card. The exact same time. It was January of 2010. Maybe maybe, so. they, maybe you didn't see it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but it, it, no, it was it was a different network. So oh. that's why it was it was at, on the Patriots screen while Kevin Burkhardt and Charles Davis were calling the Packers lines. It, oh, you fuck. know, it's funny you said that because the Chiefs also beat uh LA, the Chargers 31-21. When Kansas City scored their final touchdown, Kevin Harlan was actually calling a, a I don't I don't want to say fake, but he chimed into the Dolphins Patriots game, basically saying that verbatim, like Fitzpatrick, the Dolphins at the four yard line, throws a strike, touchdown Miami, and then all of a sudden the the crowd <laughs> at Arrowhead starts going wild. So yeah, the in game of two games by Kevin Harlan, wow, it was pretty awesome. So Kansas City is your two seed in the AMC. New England is the three seed. They'll open up Wild Card Weekend at home, and of course Baltimore is the top dog in the AFC this postseason. Fellas? David, mm. in answer to your question yes. that Bucky shot down, you know what Bucky basically said to your Ryan Tannehill comeback player of the year notion? F you, Dave. No, 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 no. no. Bucky Come said, on. don't Come call on. it a comeback. That's what he said. He said, don't call it a comeback. <clears throat> don't call it a comeback. <clears throat> That's what I said. Don't call it a comeback. <clears throat> I've been here for years. <laughs> That's what I said. I saw the unplugged I about three days ago. My wife and I went on a little YouTube <laughs> craze. So we brought up Mama Said Knock You Out. The the toughest, you know, LL Cool J is tough. The only thing tougher is the deodorant he wore in that in that video. Mm. You remember? Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was strong. It's strong. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Guys, oh, there it is. Guys, and again, you guys are hilarious. Again, You're touchdown hilarious. Philadelphia. Uh, Perkins from Denny's uh, caught a touchdown pass. No, <laughs> Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz just threw a touchdown pass to Perkins. Bucky. Who is Perkins? I mean, this tells you who the Eagles. Uh, yeah, I don't. Basically, never heard of. Him. Never, never heard of him. Uh, if his name was Norms or Denny's, that would be actually great. That would go along with our diner reference here. That is Josh Perkins. Josh Perkins. I think we all went to high school with a Josh Perkins. Mm, Josh, Perkins Josh Perkins in the end zone. So the Eagles have now taken a nine-three lead on the Giants after the Giants kicked a field goal in the uh, the previous possession. Colts up 17-13. to 13. That's good news for the Raiders, but the bad news for the Raiders, they got stuffed on a fourth and goal from the one-yard line. Alec Ingold could not bust it in for the Raiders, so that matchup against Denver remains tied up at three apiece. Baltimore, yeah, with that 9-7 lead against Pittsburgh. If you had to take Tennessee, who leads against the Texans, if you're the New England Patriots, rank the teams that you would like to play next week because it's Tennessee, Pittsburgh, or the Oakland Raiders. What's the most favorable matchup if you were the New England Patriots? Well, the New England Patriots have always, uh, in recent years, dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers for the most part. So I would say Raiders, Steelers, and Titans after that. 
Um, they match up well for whatever reason. They've always matched up well versus Pittsburgh, so I think that would be um, pretty fine and acceptable for them. And then with the Oakland Raiders, they probably view the Oakland Raiders not having enough punch to really mm-hmm. get at them. I think the Tennessee Titans would be problematic because Vrabel um, knows the inner workings of how the Patriots go about their business. He also knows how to deal with the personnel, and they've had success against the Patriots. So, yeah, they do not want to face the Tennessee Titans. Get Bucky on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Byer on Foxes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, We put it up on Twitter, Fox Sports Radio, taking your quote of the Cowboys saying they will win the NFC East. Not Mm -hmm. only do we have a Charlie Murphy laughing meme, we have the Rick James cocaine's a hell of a drug meme tweeted Mm. in, Bucky. I like it. Uh, Well, I, I don't know if you'll like it right now because the Eagles do have that edge on the Giants with a minute yeah, 52. Yeah, but that's early half. though because you know like the, the thing about these games like you want you want the team to have their heart broken at the end. Like if if the Eagles are like behind the whole time, that's anticlimactic. Like sure. you, want it, you want something <laughs> crazy to happen at the very end like years ago when what was it the Arizona Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings at the uh, end of the day. That was like, years yeah, you ago. Want, like you want you want like a real a real heartbreak like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, similar to last night. Like, you remember how, like, how that felt? <laughs> like, like, oh like, man, right? It's that that hurt. That, that stings, right? So <laughs> for, for so so for me, for me, my heartbreak was when Villanova hit the shot to beat Carolina in the oh, national championship yes. game. Chris like, Jenkins, yeah, yeah, that hurt. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a a, a gut punch. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't sleep that night. Oh, I had a tough man. time. Like, but that's how you want everyone to feel. Like you want you wanted to go down like that. It's you don't want to. Yeah, you yeah. want it. You <laughs> want it right. You want it right at right at the end. Oh man, like game winning kick. Well, remember the drama that we had two years ago with the Bengals and Ravens playing. And it was the fourth down. Andy Dalton throws the touchdown passes mm. to Tyler Boyd that ended up putting the Bills oh, into the yeah. postseason. Yeah, then how la- about that? Yeah, they catch it. That, then that's last year, the Steelers stuck around on Heinz Field watching the Browns and Ravens play because they needed the Browns. Then CJ Mosley got the interception. Yes, yes. It was also that game that Nick Chubb went over 1,000 yards. And, and then, then lost it? Yeah, then had like a four or five-yard loss and finished with 996. So he technically at one point I last mean, year so, was a 1,000-yard rusher. But, yeah, that happens at the end of week 17. Okay, so I don't want to put a damper. But, like, look at – we're looking at the Eagles game right now. Brandon Brooks is being carted off. If the Eagles make the playoffs, do they have enough guys to show up? Like, why do we want to see them in the playoffs? Like, what what, what are we going to get out of that? Yeah. I, they don't I, have I, enough players. I, I agree with that. I no, I, you're right. You're you're right. The the matchup that they forfeit? would get to play. And can it's, we, can it's, we make them forfeit? But it's it's the also the point of why winning a division and having a home home game is ludicrous. No, no, no. You got to reward the winner you're, of the division. You, you're rewarding them because you were you got into the playoffs. Like you only had to be better no, than three teams. No. That's a big enough reward. No, Bucky. that's it not is. a big enough reward. Yes, like, it is. Because if we're not going to reward the division winner, then we need to take the divisions out. You only then, play six division games anyway. Right, so take the divisions out. Don't don't reward don't reward guys for winning the thing. Play everybody in the conference one time, and then stack them up that way. If you want to do it that way, that that's how that that is a much better format 
than what the NFL has done with. But with, then uh, you can't even hang any banners or pennants if you win a division. Like what point? You're like a party pooper. No, I'm not a party pooper. You are. It's it's all or nothing for you. So so when you have like a matchup where we've had certain scenarios where teams haven't played a division game mm-hmm. against an opponent until week 15 of that season. Okay. While that, other teams that, within the division have played their opponents like in week two or three, there are some teams whose season is over by week 15. They don't have any healthy players to put on the field it's not it's not even a fair comparison to how you shape up in your division and to only beat three teams a playoff berth is enough of a reward like automatic get in home field advantage is is ridiculous like like, no you can be a a division winner and you don't get a reward you still get to go on the road that's not fair it's no (laughs) it's it's fair you should you should know this like the seahawks when they went in with the losing record yeah, they shouldn't have been at they, home. They got at home, and what happened in that game? Yeah, Beastquake. And, and what happened? It was Beastquake. Right. And imagine if we had been deprived what? of Beastquake, Beastquake, because they would have been playing in the Superdome. And then they that, fell. We wouldn't have had. And that. then they fell four more spots in the draft. So just to take a player that nobody else knows. So no question. But, but, but we got. And then Beast they got Quake. beat by the Bears. So yeah, it was Beastquake. It was great. And they beat the Saints. It was great. You danced around the living room. You were excited. That action, boss. <laughs> I, I don't know if there'll be a beast quake tonight. I, I, I will too, dive into that. You're too nervous. You're too nervous. You're he's, so nervous He's right Bucky now. Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. The Eagles are going to try to put some, or the Giants are going to try to put some points on the board. They're down 10-3 to the Eagles. Cowboys leading 13-3 on the Redskins, facing a second and eight from their own 40-yard line. The Ravens with their three field goals lead the Steelers 9-7 in a downpour in Baltimore. Those Titans lead the Texans 14-7 right now. Texans with 25 seconds left in the first half have the ball in their own territory. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, Bucky Brooks and myself, Dan Byer, will tell you how much of a puncher's chance the Seahawks have tonight against those 49ers. We'll talk about it here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Wentz fakes to Scott. He's rolling. He's looking. Still rolling. Fires across the field, and it's caught for a touchdown, Josh Perkins! Josh Perkins! That gave the Eagles their 9-3 lead. Extra point was good. And the Eagles lead the Giants 10-3 as they are nearing the end of the first half. A third and four. The Giants are going to force a punt, but there's only 10 seconds left in the half. So the Eagles likely to go to the half with a lead on New York. But you never know what happens at the end of halves when the Giants and Eagles play. That is their history. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer, Eagles Radio Network on the call, 94 WIP with the uh, Eagles highlight. The other end of that equation, which would be moot if the Eagles continue to hold this lead through the end of the game, is the Dallas-Washington game. The Cowboys have added a touchdown on an Ezekiel Elliott run. 20-3 to Cowboys leading the Redskins at the two-minute warning. The Ravens are into the end zone. That's really good news for Tennessee. Ravens lead the Steelers 16-7. to Titans have a 14-7 lead on the Texans. All of the scenarios that the Raiders need are intact except two. They're not beating the Broncos. They're losing 10-3 at the <laughs> halftime. And the Titans lead the Texans 14-7 at half. And basically, Rams-Cardinals is just meaningless. That's what we've got today here in Week 17 of the National Football League. It's the last day of the Coliseum. It's the last game for the Rams at the Coliseum. So it's not necessarily meaningless. <laughs> I, do, just... I do appreciate the fact of them trying to make it a bigger deal than it was by saying... 40-plus years of games in the Coliseum. Yeah. There was quite a big gap in between the, 40 years. the first 38 or 39 and then the last three or four that they had. And they're wearing the old-school uniforms that they should wear all the time instead of the They the will be getting horns. a uniform change. It's, it's going to be that. It's going to be the uniform that we're seeing. Well, that should be the uniform. That, well, that, that could very, very well be. Then they can actually have a real road uniform because the road uniforms have been their old ones that they've been unable to switch to because they've been planning a change of uniforms when they enter the new stadium. Yeah. Also, a new uniform change coming for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, no, you know what they're going to do? Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. No, let's no, hear no. it. Let's no, hear it. No, no, no. They're, they're going back to the original stuff. So they're going to take the Browns, like the lettering. Yeah. They're going to take all that stuff off. They can go back to their classic, plain. Uniforms. I won't call it plain. I'll call it traditional. Sure. Your traditional uniform. There will be no Cleveland on the front, which nah, was just, such an awful look. No, nah, just nothing. Just a straight, straight about the business. In fact, in fact, I'm 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 thinking about modeling some of that. Oh, really? Yeah, like a like a green, like a green version of that. That that what do you mean a green version? A like green version for, of the Browns uniform. For Granada Hills? Yeah, a green oh. version of the Browns uniform. Would you it. would you have a John Elway? For those that don't know, Bucky is the head football coach at Granada Hills Charter High School where John Elway mm-hmm. uh, made a name a distingu- for himself. Distinguished alum. Yes, and his uh, name is on the stadium. Would you have a throwback to the John Elway 
days. Like, it, it, their, their uniforms are too busy. Their, oh, their, their, sure. Their yeah. uniforms are too busy. So we're, we we want to go a little cleaner, a little okay. a little more modern. Like, yeah, know, just, oh, just make it classic. Just, sure. just very classic. Like I was giving Iowa Sam a, a tough time because Iowa like took off the uh, – the, yeah. the decal, the the hawk. They took the hawk eye off, and they were just plain. They looked like the Steelers. Braid and fry. Very classic, very yeah. classic and traditional. Yeah, I was I like that. They do, they do. The Buckeyes don't have anything on their uniforms. They just have like the the leaf. Yeah. What is that? What is that? What is that? It's what the Buckeye the, leaf? What the stick? Yeah, what's yeah. the little stuff on the on the? It's on the, the Buckeye it's leaf. Buckeye, Buckeye leaf. Yeah, I know, went when to I was a, a kid. I thought I thought it was a different leaf. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Some people have. If I had a it hat looks like, that was looks similar, like, a, like it looks like a funny leaf. Yeah, but that other leaf doesn't grow berries or. And nuts. It, looks, it looks nuts. It looks. It looks like yeah. That, so. The, the <laughs> <laughs> he, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Bayer. I did want to get your thoughts. We we're, we're under a minute. Uh, Seahawks Niners tonight. The Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks two depleted. I don't to like get your attitude right now. Your attitude right now is not Without positive. Dwayne Brown, like, it's it doesn't be matter. Tough. You're, you're not very Pete Carroll like. Like Pete Carroll would be chewing gum and throwing the ball around the thing, and uh, uh, Iowa Sam would be excited. There were Super Bowl aspirations a month ago, and I just yeah. don't know how they can navigate all this. Why with can't the they? They got Russell Wilson. They have Russell Wilson. They had a they last week against the back. Cardinals, and he ran for his life. Yeah, but that's fine. It's just like the Cardinals have their number a little bit anyway. Sometimes you get that. <laughs> I think coaches do. I don't think uniforms do. Last week was you can't explain that. Maybe Bruce Arians had their number, but last week was was inexplicable. Kenyon Drake, they they'll be okay. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. The Packers squeaked one out and may benefit the most of anyone. We'll talk about the green and gold next year on Fox Sports Reds and Radio. Glad to have you on this week 17. We'll let you know what the Redskins do as it is under a minute to go. They're down 17 to the Cowboys, but in the red zone. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. He is Bucky Brooks. Get him on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. We're still trying to clear out this playoff picture, but things were made a little bit more clear in the NFC earlier today in Motown. Let's focus on that. Ready, ready. Now, now. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's time for the NFL on Fox. Focus. He was on the call for the Packers' victory over the Detroit Lions, allowing Green Bay to wrap up a first-round bye in the NFC playoffs. Charles Davis joins us now here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Hey, Charles. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah to you and everyone can hear our voices. Hope you guys are great. Uh, I know Titletown wasn't too happy with the first two and a half to three <laughs> quarters. And may, heck, maybe even the whole entire game. A reason why maybe Green Bay came out a little uh, a little sluggish and it seemed to carry through, carry on. This just didn't, I know Green Bay has had their issues, but they just seemed really out of sorts, at least early in this game. Yeah, they did, and you know, part of it you can easily attribute to short week because of Monday night mm-hmm. playing in Minnesota. Throw in the emotion of that game and what it meant to go on the road and beat the Vikings and lock up the division. Okay, that's cool. Holiday week, well, everyone has to deal with that, so I take that and kick that to the curb. Okay, because everyone's got to deal with that. Sure. So that's just not that's not something you throw in there. Last but not least. I don't know if, you know, it's just hard to get someone up for a 3-11-1 team, even though they scared the heck out of you and in a lot of ways beat you earlier that year, save for a couple tough calls down the stretch. They were just sluggish as heck. The beauty was, for them, the Lions have played this game over and over and over this season. 
and they look halfway decent, they're winning the ball game, and in the end, they lose it. I think we showed a graphic. I think the you know counting the tie at Arizona to open the season. I think they had blown six or seven games with fourth quarter leads yeah. and ultimately lost. You know they had led. I think they've been in the lead in fourteen of their sixteen games this year to start to get things started. Put it all together, you've got a lot of things that you have to talk about within the psyche of the organization to find ways to lose all that many times against the competition because they're close. You know, they're always close. And I'll leave it with this. Kevin Burkhart and I were leaving Kansas City. We did Kansas City, Minnesota, somewhere around midseason. And the, and the Lions were at Oakland. And it was a heck of a game going on. And Kevin looked at me and said, you know, they play the same game every week, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we weren't really, he really wasn't being snarky. He was just being, look, you know how this is going to throw to go down, right? And sure enough, you guys remember how it ended with Oakland, and that's pretty much what you get each and every week, and they've got to find a way to get off that merry-go-round. You know, it's funny you talk about merry-go-rounds. I think the Packers kind of take us on a merry-go-round because one week we, <laughs> we feel like they are Super Bowl contenders, and then the next week they kind of like, huh, ho-hum. But when you look at this yeah. team because you were there today to watch them, do you think they have the ingredients to be a team that makes a, a long and deep postseason run? Bucky, they look as vulnerable at times as you know as you were describing there. You know how we've talked about New England this year, where after the hot streak in Baltimore whacked them and kind of brought everything down to earth. Remember, they were on a historic mm-hmm. run towards defense. But since then, have we not kind of all looked at each other and said, you know, they look really, you know, I know they're New England, but, right? That's kind of what you feel about Green Bay. And they know it. Like Aaron Rodgers has said it to us. Like, yeah, I know. I know how you guys are looking at it, but you know we're 11-3. and three. We're 12-3. and three. We're 13-3, and three, you know? And, and that's, that's what it's been like for them. But I do think that that defense is pretty darn good. And here's the key. It's an NFL now that rarely commits to the run enough that if you're going to play five and six defensive backs at all times, that we're going to commit to it long enough to beat you up and, and run your, your, your extra DBs off the field. And Green Bay is counting on that, that you're not going to stay with it long. You're not going to press it. You're not going to beat us up with it. And save for today, down the stretch, that defensive front has played really well. Kenny Clark, Lancaster, Dean Lowry. Today they got gashed a few times, more than a few times. But overall, they've played pretty well and allowed those guys to make the plays behind them. So, I think Aaron Rodgers will find a way to be Aaron Rodgers at some point during the playoffs. He was off a lot today. Aaron Jones has played well. Yeah, they can be dangerous. They're going to have to make sure they get some consistency behind Devontae Adams out wide, though. That's going to be the thing, and it looks like Al Mazzard is trying to fill that role. Charles Davis joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He was on the call for the NFL on Fox today as the Packers took down the Lions. Bucky Brooks joins me, Dan Beyer. Want to let people know Redskins did score a touchdown. It's 20-10 to 10 Dallas near the end of the first half. Titans in the end zone as well, up 14 on the Texans. One more on Rodgers. We all remember Rodgers dropping back, hitting Jordy Nelson in stride, 75-yard yeah. touchdown, breaking things open. I'm watching this team and have watched this team. And, yeah, Lazard had the nice touchdown. There seems that that am I correct in saying that maybe Rodgers is throwing some 50-50 balls because it's the best option for with what he has instead of making a conscious effort to throw those passes to Jordy Nelson. These seem more like a hope and a prayer Charles than maybe actual game plan stuff. 
You know, I think that's a good observation in a lot of ways. I think that the 50-50 balls he is throwing, because when I think 50-50 ball, Dan, I'm thinking a quarterback is calculating, and Bucky's played receiver and DB. So he has both he's hardwired both ways. But if you have a receiver that you really believe in, you almost don't care who the DB is. You throw the 50-50 ball and give him a chance because you think he's going to make a play for you. I think that Aaron does that for sure with Devontae Adams. I don't think that he makes a conscious 50-50 ball decision with other people, but he makes a calculated decision to throw it and give certain people a chance, knowing that if they don't get it, no one else will. And I really look at that with Marquez Valdez-Gantling on deep balls. You know, Mm -hmm. he throws it out there, and if he can run under it, that's great. If he can't, it's going to be incomplete because the confidence level in him is not very high, and although he made a catch late in the game, but he's caught like seven or eight balls over the last eight weeks. You know, and he missed a bomb against Chicago. They hit him right yeah. in the hands, and he dropped it. So I really think that he's so careful with the ball. Like, he threw an interception today, and Kevin and Alma fell out of the booth. Like, that was an interception. He doesn't throw interceptions. But he threw that one, and, and to your point, Dan, that was calculated. Because he sure. gave it a chance. He threw it a little bit short, but he just turned it into a punt. It was third and 20, and he threw the ball deep. And if it got picked off, I think he felt like he could live with it. And that's what ended up happening. The defense ended up stopping Detroit on three. They got the ball back and went down, kicked the winning field goal. You know, Charles, you, you talked about the confidence that you have in that defense. What is it about the Packers' defense that leads you to believe that they could be the catalyst to the run? Hybrids, Bucky. And you know how the game has changed. You know, we used to have to stand on the sidelines and have all your packages and you're the defensive coordinator. And then he'd call, okay, give me King package, King. And King would go running out there. All right, give me the, give me, you know, give me the Joker package. The Joker group would go out. I'm just throwing names out for just for the sake of it. But the point being that on every down and distance, you had those packages at your disposal. Well, the game has changed to the point where teams have gone faster, even in the NFL. They're not college fast. No one's that fast. But you don't want to get caught on the change because people will go quicker. And the second part is the way the game is gone, you're not getting beat up much in the run game. So get those hybrids on the field now, and then they can adjust and change on down and distance and snap, and you don't have to do a whole lot else. Now, you will make a few changes along the way, like a Mike Pettin. It's not a hockey line shift, shift like some people, but he likes to have 16, 17 what he considers starters that all get a piece of the action so they respond better in practice and are locked in on meetings and things of that nature. But look at the number of guys playing. One play, Chandon, Chandon Sullivan will play corner. The next play, he'll be inside and play in, the, in a nickel package and a dime set. Then another third snap, he'll go in as an inside linebacker spot and do a drop in a coverage there. And it's never come off the field. It just depends on the call. He's just one example that's what I think that they're doing a lot of now. That's why I'm not going to lie, guys. Buck, you remember when Josh Jones came out of NC State? Yep. Did we, you know, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. In my evaluation, I thought he was going to be perfect for what they were trying to do in Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, no, exactly. That he would be the guy who could play deep. He could come down and be in the box. He could play the linebacker spot when you went to the nickel or the dime. I was stunned that it didn't work out with him. Yeah, I was too because I, I, I did – think that they were moving to a system that was more positionless ball where they had a bunch yeah. of guys that just kind of played and they could play a variety of different things. The one thing about their front, you got a chance, Zadarius Smith, what has what yeah. he added to that group uh, <laughs> as a pass rusher? 
Remember, remember the game where you were, we all, you know, where's Waldo, right? That, you know, the yep. kids trying to find Waldo in the sea. Well, you better find Zadarius Smith because we didn't put it up on our screen today. But, we, you know, we had someone said, telling us, okay, where is he lining up? He'll line up at the left side, stand up two-point stance. He'll come to the right side, three-point stance. He'll rotate into the middle and rush over the guard from a two-point stance. Sometimes he'll get in the middle and he'll rush over the guard from a three-point stance. You just don't know where he's coming from, Bucky. And he is really playing well. And he didn't have numbers today in, in terms of stacks. Because, you know, Minnesota had three and a half, and that was just crazy, right? But the pressure that he put on people, the times they were trying to double and triple him when he was still putting pressure on the young quarterback, David Blau. The Packers only got home, I believe, one time in terms of sacks. I'd love to see what the numbers were in pressures. Because mm. I think that they were pretty extensive, and especially late in the game. But that, that's what Zadarius Smith is bringing you right now. And look, he's not going to the Pro Bowl. But, but Dan, I think Bucky can tell you as an NFL veteran, and tell me if I'm wrong, Bucky, Zadarius hasn't gone to the Pro Bowl yet. He's having a year that's worthy of the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. You, usually don't, you usually don't go the first year you, you should go because your name's not out there, even among the players, because the voting is, oh, man, I'm trying to get home. I'm trying to get to the dentist. Oh, yeah, that guy last year, he's pretty good. Bam, and you're out. Okay, mm-hmm. so the the adage in the NFL, Dan, you go to your first Pro Bowl a year after you should have gone, mm-hmm. and you go to your last Pro Bowl a year after you should have gone. <laughs> true, very, very true. Ah, oh, very, very true. Oh, that that's that's great. By the way, I also had the same eval on Josh Jones as you guys, so I was totally surprised as well. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. I love it. Uh, I love it, Dan. Charles, appreciate it. I, I this may be the last time we catch up in a while, just because it is Week 17, the regular season. Sure. If we could do it again, uh, that'd be great. But appreciate all your time. Had so much fun throughout the season, and yeah, enjoy New Year. You deserve it. Hey, you guys do the same. Thanks a lot for having me on. If you ever get jammed up or that bored, you know I'll be around. <laughs> with my, I'll be around with my ample behind, stuck to a couch somewhere watching the playoffs. Oh, Bucky's waiting because we're going to break down the veer in about twenty minutes. So if you want to just stick <laughs> around, Charles, yeah. And, and, and if you do, make sure you bring in the name Bill Yeoman. Yeah. Somehow get El- somehow Houston. get Elmo somehow you get Elmo right in there. Yeah. The eight people live on the perimeter off of the veer. How about that? I think of my man CD. Oh, me like good, guys. That, that See you, Charles. We appreciate it. That was my Elmo impersonation, by the way. Impression. <laughs> there me was, like fear. There me was, like fear. There was. There Elmo was Elmo. Like fear. Elmo. <laughs> He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. We got a lot to catch up, uh, get you caught up on. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. The Giants and Eagles in a tight affair. It's 10-3 Philadelphia. The Giants were facing a third and one, and Saquon Barkley got stopped short mm, in mm, Philadelphia mm. territory. The Titans continue to look uh, to continue to have that lead on the Texans, twenty-one to seven, midway through the third quarter. The Steelers are in the red zone against Baltimore. Five minutes gone by in the second half there, but it's the Ravens up sixteen to seven right now. So with the Titans having the lead, that pretty much makes the Ravens-Steelers game pointless if the Titans can hold on to their 14-point edge. Same thing with Denver and Oakland, but Oakland not doing themselves any favors down 10-3 to the Broncos right now. I mentioned the Eagles and Giants in that tight battle. Dallas is up 10 on the Redskins in a game Mm. that remains at the half. Jacksonville has scored, by the way, but it's 20-16 Colts. As for the Giants and Eagles, it is a fourth down play for the Giants, fourth and one, 
We'll keep it here and let you know if they convert. It's going to be a bootleg for Daniel Jones, and he's going to pick up the first down and actually has tons of real estate. They'll be set up in the red zone. The Giants will be down seven to the Eagles, one of the key games in Week 17 that we are locked in on here on Fox Sports Radio. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We'll tell you if the Giants cashed in. And hurt the Eagles' playoff chances coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Jones back. He's under pressure. He rolls left now. Lobs it left corner of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Tate in traffic over Azul Douglas. Giants Radio Network is the Giants have even the score with the Philadelphia Eagles ten apiece. 9 12 mm-hmm. left to go in the third quarter. That's big because the Cowboys are holding a 10 point lead at the half on the Redskins, 20 to 10. The Texans have just gotten into the end zone. I love it when a plan comes together. AJ McCarron, a touchdown scamper, if you will. Titans, though, lead Houston 21 to 14. That game, though, only a minute left in the third quarter. The Steelers need the Titans to lose. So do the Raiders. The Steelers right now are losing to Baltimore 16 to 10 midway through the third quarter. Also, midway through the third, Denver's on top of Oakland 10 to 3. 
the Broncos have just gotten into Raiders territory as well. The Raiders have a long shot at making it in. They would need four scenarios to happen. They'd need to win. The Steelers would need to lose. The Titans would need to lose. And the Colts would need to beat Jacksonville. Mm. Right now, Jacksonville is up 24-20 to on the Colts. So the scenarios needed by the Raiders, none of them are happening right now except mm. the Steelers losing to the Ravens. No. So, so A.J. McCarron, obviously starting without Deshaun Watson, uh, getting the day off for the Houston Texans because they're going to play next week against the Buffalo Bills in the wild card uh-oh. matchup. And Ooh. why did you just say, uh-oh, Bucky? Carson Wentz threw one into triple coverage. But triple no one coverage. caught it. No one caught it. Fourth and 17 now for the Eagles to punt, so it was a third and 17. Carson Wentz into pips. <laughs> I mean. You got the backup singers out there. Like, who, is, who is he throwing to? Do you know any of these guys? I, I, who is Burnett? I, I, who is Burnett? I, I like, think like, Fred, who is, Barnett, who is Burnett? Fred Barnett would be a better Eagles wide receiver right now, a better yes. option, right? Man. Yeah. Seriously, Dallas Goddard is the only guy in Greg Ward because so much has been made about G Greg Ward. Ward this week. G Ward. The Ravens facing a fourth and three against the Steelers with- Ooh. How about RG3? Yeah, they're, they're at the Steelers' 43-yard line. There is no reason for them to go for this. Ah, it's a fake out. Yeah, yeah. They're right. going to punt it away anyway. Look at, R- look at RG3 back playing. For a while, the Ravens were only scoring in threes in honor of RG3, but they did get a touchdown to get it to 16 points, but only up six. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Even I would even bet. I know the Steelers have a strong defense, mm-hmm. but you want to take offensive threats. Darren Waller and Derek Carr of the Raiders are more of an offensive threat if they were to get in the playoffs than anything that Pittsburgh has. Yeah, but their defense is terrible. They can't stop anybody. No, no. But like, offense- they're, they're, Okay, like to be honest, if we want to see the compelling matchups, the Tennessee Titans should make the playoffs because they're a better team. They're healthier than the teams that we, we're talking about, the Raiders, and the like. They have more weapons. They can play offense and defense. They would be more compelling competition, but they're such a, a snoozer to watch. It's like Derrick Henry get it 40 times. You know, Ryan Tannehill throw it. See, I disagree. Game. I think that A.J. Brown has yeah. turned into a viable option. I Uh-oh. think that, that Corey- Look at Adrian Peterson. Oh, the the Redskins coming out of the break, getting the mm. midfield against the Cowboys. They're going to need some more help. How, the, but how, how heartbreaking! The, that the, be? What's that? How heartbreaking is? Would, would that be if the Redskins send the Cowboys to their place? They're still yeah. down ten. They're still down. I mean, 10. how bad would that be, though? It'd be. Jeez. It'd be. Yeah, it would. I think be that good. would be. I think that would be a fireable offense. Again, if you haven't decided, that's to a fireable keep offense. Jason though. Garrett. I think it's a fireable. If he loses to the Washington Redskins today. That is a fireball offense. Yeah, but the reason he would be fired isn't because they lost to the Redskins. It, it would just be like the icing on the cake. That's the same thing with Freddie Kitchens and the Browns. Like, if you had any trepidation to let him go today, and for those of you just joining us, we do have a sound effect. If there is head coaching news that comes down in this show, you will hear this sound effect. And that is the chopping block. That is the, the you can just hear the blade just sliced. <laughs> we will keep you up to date if there are so any bad. head coaching uh, dismissals within the next 90 so minutes. Bad. So bad. Hey, it happens. <laughs> You've got, you know, we know about Black Monday and the coaches that could be fired. There have been reports that come down on Sunday after games mm. that certain coaches are not going to stick around. I know, but it's, man, it's not nice. I told you, it's better for them to show up to work with the key card. 
and just try to scan it and not and not get in. Oh, oh, yeah, because 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 when you cut a player, it's always hey, we need to see you bring your playbook. That's bad. Yeah, but why would you? Why would you? Why would you force the coach? It's the same thing to get up early and then have to drive in to work. Well, he has to clean just up. let him go. He has to clean up his office anyway. Yeah, but he doesn't have to do it at seven a.m. Monday morning after he got fired at six a.m., which means he probably got up at four thirty a.m. and had to drive in. He probably didn't sleep much anyway because it's probably coming off an unloss anyway, <laughs> right? You don't sleep much after else. I'll I'll tell you what when when I used to do play by play of high school football and the team was two and seven mm-hmm. and that last game was about to be played. Tell you what. That sucker couldn't get over fast enough. You're, oh, you're, yeah, man. same thing with hoops. You're like, all right, yeah, let's not have a tourney run. Let's not have a Cinderella run. Let's end this so I can have my Friday nights back. Uh-oh. Oh, and Danny Darius Dimes. Slayton has just Danny caught a pass Daniel Jones. 10-10, to 10, Giants and Eagles, but the Giants are going to be in Eagles territory. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Great news. Oh, There's a quick shucks. and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. Malcolm Jenkins hits your boy Danny Dimes on that one as well. The Redskins, by the way, added a field goal. That's what they got against Dallas, so it's 20-13. to 13. The Giants, though, in Philadelphia territory. Oh, look at Danny Dimes running his own read. <laughs> and, and slowly matriculating down the field of the oh, New York damn. Giants. I told you from the outset, and then Bucky topped me by saying not only would the Cowboys win the division, but they would win their first playoff game. They will face either... Seattle or the San Francisco 49ers. But the Giants had everything going for them in this game. The Eagles, heck, you could even take last week's win against the Cowboys as being, can you have emotional letdown a week later? Did you maybe, you know, fire all of your bullets last week to beat the Cowboys and maybe not have much left in the holster to go up against the Giants? That is a viable scenario. I mean, it is a viable scenario. It is a viable scenario. However, it just, I mean, like we're looking at this team limping and I mean, we're, they're limping into the final game of the regular season. Like, why would we want to see them in the playoffs? Like just from, I mean, just from a TV standpoint, like why would we want to see them play? If this was the college football playoff and you were taking a look at the Eagles, would they be like that group of five school that you're just like, Mm. All right, where are they in? Would they be like a Utah who you're like, okay, well, their their resume I mean, they're UCF. doesn't stand I mean, up. I guess they're, they're, they're UCF, they're, right? But they, I don't even know if they'd be a good version of UCF, though. Yeah. I, I that, like, like, seriously, like, how dangerous would this Eagles team be to the Seahawks or the 49ers? Like, what, what would you feel like coming into work next week? Your Seahawks I, are playing the Eagles. Yeah. Like, what would the fear factor be compared to what you feel now, which I feel like is a 10? What would that level be at if it was the Eagles? Yeah, like a five. Like a five. A five. I only think that there are, I think that there are two good teams in the NFC. Two really good teams in the NFC, the Saints and 49ers. I don't see any of the other teams making a push and being able to go on a run. I find the exact opposite in the AFC. I think you can make a case for so many teams and maybe doing something. Ravens, Chiefs, Texans. Mm. I mean, people don't want to count out the Patriots. 
The Bills and their defense, who knows what you could get with Josh Allen. I think that there's more unknown in the AFC, and it's not meant to be disrespectful to the Ravens by any means. It's just of what the makeup of the each conference is. By the way, I think we have a score in Houston. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get Bucky on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox, keeping you abreast of all the action that's going on in Week 17 and how these NFL playoffs are going to shape out. Let's go to mm-hmm. David Gascon, who's going to give us the latest of what's happening in H-Town, Dave. Oh, I thought we were going to St. Louis first, the Blues and the Jets, no? <laughs> Not Man, so much. I, I know it won't do a service to the to the listeners out there because many are either driving or at a desk unable to watch the game, but Ryan Tannehill threw a dime to A.J. Brown. This thing was like a rainmaker, and Brown caught it down at the one-yard line to set things up for the Tennessee Titans. It looks like Derrick Henry is awfully close to the goal line. Right now, Tennessee has – oh, they just scored, so they didn't rule it a touchdown. So the Titans mm-hmm. do have a lead with a PAT coming up. Right now, they have a two-touchdown advantage over the Houston Texans. It's the start of the fourth quarter in that ball game. The Texans did not play Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, anybody else of significance, and they trail by 14 at home, 28-14. to 14. Other scores from around the league right now, that includes the Dallas Cowboys leading the Redskins 20-13. to 13. That ball game is still in the third quarter. Eagles and Giants locked up at 10-10. Denver right now has the advantage over the Oakland Raiders at 10-3. Baltimore by six over the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are still vying for a playoff spot. They trail right now 16-10 in a game with no significance at all outside of just the draft coverage in 2020. <laughs> Arizona right now trailing in Los Angeles 17-10 to the Cardinals. Broncos right now just tacked on the field goal, so they lead 13-3. The night cap tonight is in the Pacific Northwest, Seahawks, and 49ers. Kickoff time is at 8.20 Eastern. Earlier today in Foxborough. Fitzpatrick back to throw, looking, fires, back in the end zone, it. touchdown! Mike Kosicki! Unbelievable! With oh, 24 wow. seconds left! Oh. How about Mike Kosicki back in the end zone, running right down the middle, back of the end zone. Fitzpatrick puts it right on the money. Yeah, Dolphins Radio Network, they shocked the New England Patriots 27-24. Patriots with that loss and a Kansas City win means that Kansas City is a two-seed. They get a first-round bye. Patriots open a wild-card weekend, having to play, and they'll do so at home against the six-seed in the AFC. Packers get a first-round bye. They beat the Lions coming from behind 23-20. And guys... Got some history today. Our first 30-30 guys, Jameis Winston, 30 touchdowns and 30 picks this season. He caps it off with a pick six in overtime. Buccaneers fall at home 28-22 to the Atlanta Falcons. What a great way to finish the season if you're an Atlanta fan, despite the fact they had a dreadful start to the year. What if I told you that there was a quarterback who was going to throw the ball to the the (laughs) other team quite often? 30 for 30s films presents... Jameis Winston. Narrating by Dan yeah, Byer. There it is. How about what that? is Byer's remorse? <laughs> Byer's remorse. I'll tell you what, a lot of Byer's remorse this weekend. Okay, by the way, does anything good happen in University of Phoenix Stadium or State Farm Stadium, whatever yeah. they call it now? You don't think so? You oh, think God. Oh, it's a house of horrors. It's a house of horrors. For the Buckeyes. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the Buckeyes. Super Bowls don't uh, help either. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Baye. You heard David Gascon. Find him on Twitter at David J. Gascon. He mentioned the Jameis Winston story. 30 interceptions on the season, including the final pass of the season, which allowed him to get that 30. Here was his head coach, Bruce Arians, after today's game. 
what type of impression does that game losing pick six leave with you? Well, it doesn't help. That's for sure. There are a lot of good things. One of great two minute drives before the half. You know, there's a lot of things to evaluate, and we'll take our time and evaluate it. That was Bruce Arians after mm-hmm. the game. Jameis Winston also asked about the uh, the special number thirty. We all know. Come on, we we know what we got to fix. There's no reason for me to be specific. You know, you look at my numbers. I'm I'm balling. You know, I got to stop giving the ball to the other team. All right, like that's it's not a trick question. There, there's Jameis Winston. It is, but it's quite a dilemma. Like because here's the thing: when you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, touchdown Cowboys. Just while you say that, touchdown Cowboys, America's team. Can you please reference them as America's team? <laughs> Michael Gallup from Dak Prescott. <laughs> Can you reference them as America's, America's team? team is, America's is team in the is end up. zone. Like here's the thing about Jameis Winston, right? So Jameis Winston has a thirty for thirty, right? I mean, he has thirty and thirty, um, thirty plus touchdowns, thirty interceptions. Look, he threw for 5,000 yards this year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think this was the fourth highest scoring season in franchise history. Um, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, the connection and synergy that they had with Winston, you can't deny. The issue really comes down to the turnovers. And can he curb them? And can Bruce Arians figure out a way to curb them? The dilemma that you have when you're the Buccaneers they won too many games, so they can't necessarily fish in the tier one quarterback pond in the draft. And so now what you have to do is you have to compare Jameis Winston to somebody that's coming out in the 2020 quarterback class that you're not necessarily sure that he's going to end up being a better player. So how do you continue this dance? Do you sign him to a one-year deal or a two-year deal and then try and find someone in between? Do you sign him to a long-term deal and hope that he fixes it? It's not as easy an answer as we on the outside would like because they're kind of stuck in a bit of a purgatory because they're not they're not great and they're not bad enough to be up there to be able to get a top five pick. What I found unique about his season was the back-to-back 450-yard games were in two wins. When you look at the highest passing mm-hmm. games that usually have in NFL history, they're in losses because mm-hmm. you're throwing it or you're trying to come back. But those were wins. Right. So so, so it's not like, like right. it's just padding the stats. Like There is something about it. You mentioned Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and still being able to do that when those guys are knocked out with injuries. If you're Bruce Arians, do you have confidence enough that that you can change it? I mean, obviously, he's going to have a better understanding that maybe something is is missing. By the way, the Eagles have gotten the ball back. Giants didn't score. Philadelphia is now in New York territory. 10-10 ball game. Cowboys need the Eagles to lose to the Giants if they want to win the NFC East. Philadelphia can wrap it up with the win themselves. Mm. I actually thought, Bucky, mm. that after the back-to-back 450-yard passing efforts that he had, mm-hmm. that he had locked the – that that was enough for them to make mm-hmm. the decision that he was going to be the guy. And then and then he had – Well, then he has the, the last, Saturday the game. The last two games. With the he four had, interceptions. He had, he had three touchdowns and six interceptions. Uh, just, just he, a, he, had, he, he had one, two, four. three, four, five games with – Three plus interceptions. He my, had four games with zero God. interceptions. My goodness, that, I mean that's a lot. Of, I mean a lot of turnovers. I, I, uh, 
I like, know. Just, when you I'm have thirty, it's I'm almost like, to I mean, a game. It, like that's I mean, where it is. I thought you I were mean, going. What? How many games did he not throw an interception? I mean, that, and it was I mean, it was lot, four out of the sixteen. I mean, a lot of turnovers. I. I mean, not a, many teams can play offense like that. Their defense. No, you can't. But, but then, like, let's be fair. Like, how many times are they asking him to throw? He threw. 300, 602 pass attempts. I keep looking at, I mean, 36, 41, 54, 43, 44, 48, 51, 45, 42, 48. For a guy who is a turnover machine, you certainly are putting him out there saying, hey, we know you're going to throw one. We're just going to keep going to the jackpot. I mean, you're playing the slot machine. It's Kobe, right? Kobe's like, yeah. I'm not going to go 0 for 11. I'll go hey, 0 man, for I got, 25. I, mean, I got to take I got to take 20 shots to see if I'm at least hot or not. Boston Scott in the end zone for the Philadelphia Eagles. A touchdown run, so Ooh. the Eagles are up on the Giants, Ooh. 17 to 10. Two twenty one left to go who, who in is the that? third quarter. Who is that? Guess what school that guy the kid went to? Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Where did he go? Oh man! It's, right. I'm, I don't I'm know. Not even, uh, I don't even know who. Uh, La Tech. Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Saquon Barkley getting me out of this Saquon mess with a touchdown run. Barkley. Wow, there it is. There it is. Saquon Barkley. I go just for want two. drama and Can chaos go for two? at the end. Can I go for two? Well, I don't know why you would. There's two minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, but just to make it fun. <laughs> no, no, they, just to make they it shouldn't fun. go for two. Ravens, by the way. Facing a third down and three in Pittsburgh territory uh, at about the 29-yard mm. line. It's a wet and soggy day. They don't get any yards on that, but only up six on the Steelers. The Titans in the end zone, uh, the 28-14 lead mm. on the Texans with 11.30 to go. Denver's extended their lead to 10 over the Raiders, 13-3. to in the uh, mm. most meaningless game of the day, Rams lead the Cardinals 17-10. to You think it's meaningless? On top of Indianapolis twenty four to twenty. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I like the. I think those. Arizona just wants to get to next season already. Not that this has been bad, but I think they're heading in the right direction. And I that? think the Rams just want this thing over with. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. The Washington Redskins are knocking on the door against the Cowboys. Can they get even closer? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. I'm balling. Handoff Barkley has a crease off the right side. Barkley to the 40. Barkley across midfield. There goes Barkley. 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Giants. 68 yards for Saquon. Oh, baby. He's fun to watch when you give him a crease. The only question on that touchdown run on the Giants radio network was when he put up the deuces to say goodbye to the Eagles defense. Saquon Barkley with the touchdown run, knotted up at 17 at the start of the fourth quarter. It's the drama that we are watching and letting you know what happens as week 17 unfolds here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. An Eagles win would wrap up the NFC East. An Eagles loss and a Cowboys win over the Redskins would give Dallas the division. Dallas is up 11 on Washington 20. 27-16. In the AFC, the drama basically starts with the Titans. If they don't win today, then a lot of other scenarios could come into play. But right now, there's 8.20 to go. The Titans have forced the Texans punt, and Tennessee leads it 28-14. So the Titans getting closer and closer to a date with New England next week in the wild card round. The Eagles have just answered again. Carson Wentz throwing This is unbelievable. The The guy's playing with guys. 
I mean, off the streets. I mean, like, who who are they playing with and getting wide open? It, but it's okay. It's, it's easier to find running backs and wide receivers than it is to find offensive linemen to block. I mean, right? I mean, oh, Deontay Burnett. Deontay Burnett played at uh, SC. You made a big catch to get into the Giants' territory, so it'll be a first and ten again early in the fourth for the Eagles as they are tied with the Giants. Boston Scott had one go off of his hands. Tonight, Bucky, there is a big game in Seattle. The Seahawks and 49ers going at it. The 49ers with a win would be the first overall seed in the NFC. If the Seahawks win, the Seahawks would be the third seed, and the Niners would drop to a five seed. So those are the two scenarios playing out tonight. Prior to today's game in Seattle, this is official audio courtesy of the Ben Maller Twitter handle outside the uh, CenturyLink field in Seattle. David Gaskin! <laughs> David Gaskin! <laughs> David Gaskin! <laughs> David Gaskin! <laughs> David Gaskin, would you like to respond to oh the Maller militia that oh is uh, that wow. has had that rally outside of the Seahawks Niners game? Uh, yeah, I, I would. I, I have one. Uh, Comment for that. <laughs> okay, we'll give you the keeps it, Wants to run now. He's going to throw it over the middle to ETN. He's across the 20. At the 15, the 10, the 5. ETN, <laughs> touchdown. Oh, my goodness. ETN. Why, why, why are you, why are you mad at me? What is he yeah, what did I do? He had one of 53 earlier this half. I, and Clemson retakes the lead. 27-23 with a minute 49 left. I, what there you did, go. What did I do? Tigers Radio Network, guys. What, what did I do? I don't know. Someone played it. I don't know. Uh, I'm not the host of the show. Uh, Dave, I gave you an opportunity to respond no, I don't, to, the, I don't, to the... I don't dignify that to, crap. To, to, David to the, Gaskin! I don't dignify that crap, Iowa Sam. That's, uh, I'm not playing it, man. Yeah. Dan doesn't have a board in yeah. his studio uh, either. So, <laughs> so it must be Gavin. Gavin and his uh, fat I think fingers. the real beef is up in Seattle, right? Oh, wow. I, don't know. I like the booing, and that's my favorite part. Yeah. There were people so, gathering around to boo and, that don't even know who he is. And I love the fact that it was like a co-ed, like a co-ed thing. It, yeah, it wasn't sure. just the guys; it was like everybody was jumping Listen, in. Ladies on and gents, there's there's plenty of ugly in that video, so oh. it's all good. Oh, jeez! Oh. Oh. Come, come on, Dave. You know, come let's, on. let's I, keep it above the belt, man. The belt. I, you know, we got uh, sophomore Gavin Kinsel here, and wow. uh, you know, got it's good, guys. It's good. Uh, Glad the uh, maturity level here is at an age of 15. I just thought, uh, I just thought maybe you'd want to. Can, can I hear that one more time? <laughs> you can, man. Oh, yeah, you can. No, can. Can I hear the crowd? David Gaskin. That's good. so unbelievable. <laughs> David Gaskin. This is what I love about Dave. If this, if this, if, boo! Boo! If this is a battle so and the enemies have broken into your territory, Dave just fires on every one of his. Yeah, like, everybody. Like, like, all of us everybody. are taking shots except the enemy. That's yeah. that's the problem. He goes uh, for the messenger yeah. right away. Right away. Uh, uh, there's no one holding away. a gun to anyone's head here yeah. playing uh, the uh, crap. Everybody. The, Gavin's, everybody. Uh, Gavin's got the, the messenger. Uh, the of if someone called me the football. gas can, I'd be pretty. I'd be like, that's a cool nickname. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Be, I would own it. I'd be like, yeah. Uh, like, you got you got one surname. You got one surname. Wrestling. We all got one surname, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got one surname. 
50 yard 50 yard field goal from Jake Elliott puts the Eagles up on the Giants 20 to 17. Kai Forbath who's added a field goal for the Cowboys. They're up 30 to 16 with 4 minutes to go in the third quarter on Washington and again the Titans trying to run out the clock. They're up 14 on the Texans with 6:20 left to go. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. More of week 17 next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Ah, week 17 is here, and yeah, there are points on the board. The Eagles off of a turnover. Daniel Jones unable to handle the shotgun snap. Set the Eagles up first and goal inside the five. Boston Scott cashed in. Philadelphia up 10 on the Giants with 13 minutes to go. That makes the Cowboys thrashing of Washington right now. Pretty much pointless because the Cowboys, despite that 37-16 to lead nearing the end of the third quarter, need Philadelphia to lose against the Giants. Also, mm. Bucky, the Titans getting closer and closer to that final wild card in the AFC. Just 336 to go. Two touchdowns up on the Texans. Houston's facing a third and seven. Houston not playing their starters today because they have the division wrapped up. So it looks like it's going to be Tennessee and New England, which makes the Steelers and Raiders season likely coming to an end today. Wow. Wow, that's a lot to take in. Well, the the Eagles 
were in a dogfight with the Giants and Saquon Barkley busts off a 68-yard touchdown run and you're starting to think, wow, this could be this could be the time. Tip of the cap to the Eagles for going down, scoring, and then they get a break on the fumble. The ball ends up bouncing further towards the goal line. That's where Philadelphia recovered and then have just the extremely short field and all of a sudden it's a 10-point lead. Yes. Yeah, look, man, this Eagles team is resilient. They're kind of finding their stride. It's amazing how they're able to do it with – um, backups and cast-offs and misfits, but credit Doug Peterson, credit Jim Schwartz for being able to get it done with whatever is available to them. And now Daniel Jones was sacked. Derek Barnett bringing him down on the third down and 11. So the Giants likely punting it back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia getting closer and closer to the playoffs with each waning second that we've got in that game in New York. The Titans have just stopped the Texans. It was a fourth down. And uh, Kevin Byard with the interception probably should have just let it drop for better field position. No, Doesn't matter. no, no, up. no, yeah. no, no. You Listen, know what kind of incentives in my contract? I'm picking it all. <laughs> I'm taking them they all. They lost like 20 yards of field position. No, no one cares about that. <laughs> I care about that. Got to get the pick. They are likely going to win. Just saying. The point being, no. On a fourth down, you gotta nope. you gotta understand the situation. No, you don't. You had to go get the ball. Shouldn't a team, if he would have knocked it down, been no, like, not in that situation. I, underst- you don't, I you understand. Don't you don't talk in that situation. At the end of game, yeah, not with three minutes left. No, you get you got to be greedy and get the pick. You could say, hey, I just did it for the team, just wanted to nah. knock it down. The team nah, says, team, you know team what? Doesn't, you don't get we incentives in your contract with that. You we, need, we understand you, you did that. We're going to give you the bonus Yeah, anyway. they don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, no. no. Doesn't, doesn't fly. No. Gotta get it. You got to get it. I get to pick. All right, we're we're looking at the NFC because I want I want to dive deeper because it looks like Philadelphia is getting closer and closer to winning the NFC East. On any given year, let's take the the both conferences together. Twelve playoff teams. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the average of how many teams can actually win a Super Bowl? What would you say? Would you say it's the teams with the bye? Would you say it's no? Nah, because we've seen teams. We've seen teams. I think when. Man, when the Packers won it, didn't yep. they go on a run? Yeah, they maybe did. the fifth or sixth seed? Yes. Giants, same thing as well. Yeah, no. Nah, but I think realistically, when you go into the tournament, there are 12 teams in the tournament. Normally, four or five teams have legitimate shots to be able to do it. Some of those other teams are flawed, um, and the game has to break. The games have to break a certain way for them to be able to win. Um, I think in this year's tournament, you look at the Ravens, the Chiefs, I think you put the Patriots in there somehow just because they always typically find a way to do it. It's the Lifetime Achievement uh, Award. It is, but, I mean, it'll be tougher this year because they don't have to buy. On the NFC, I think it's the Saints, the Niners. That's that's what, yeah, uh, and I agree with you with the NFC. Like That's about it. So, like, with the Eagles getting in, yeah, it's, the Eagles are getting in, but realistically, and you've said it throughout the show, that this team really isn't set up to – challenge for a Super Bowl. And I think that you can actually look at other teams in the NFC as well. Like, you know, Green Bay is going to have home field advantage uh, possibly throughout the NFL playoffs if the Seahawks beat the 49ers tonight, and we're not even putting them in the conversation. I, it's just hard for me to believe that they that they can do it. I, I mean, they've shown the ability to maybe change their style a little bit, but it just um, – I don't know, man. Even their struggles today against the Detroit Lions, you just you just wonder – how is this team going to fare? Like home field or not? Like what are they going to be like? How is Matt LaFleur going to handle 
the postseason because it'd be the first postseason for him. And in the postseason, coaching really, 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 really matters. I, I would also be concerned with what, what transpired today. And I know we, we had Charles Davis on, who was on the call of the Packers-Lions game. And he said, you know, there, there are certain factors that come in. Short week was one of them. Emotional win against the Vikings on Monday night. True. It, and then you go to Detroit, but it's not like it's that sort of travel. I mean, No, but it also, it also depends on matchup because we saw this uh, Green Bay Packers team take on the San Francisco 49ers, and it didn't look like a fair fight. Um, that was on the road. Certainly, so that that has an impact, but they didn't look like they were in that class. Mm-hmm. And then we know what the New Orleans Saints look like, especially when they play at home. And maybe it's different if they have to play them on the road, but we've seen what these teams look like. And I, I just don't know. Ooh, Derrick, ooh, Derrick Henry getting out there, but Derrick Henry getting down there. Derrick Henry, all right, so getting in the end zone. Okay, so I'm, I'm thirty-four I'm, to fourteen. I'm, I'm warming. Titans. He's I'm warming just... to the idea that maybe the Titans Titans would be a more exciting and compelling matchup than some of these others. I think he's going to finish as the NFL's leading rusher. We will have to get the numbers. That could be he was close. We, we dive into <clears throat> this uh, long run that he just had could put him over the top. Unfortunately, I, I'm trying to get live stats because yeah, I don't sometimes know they don't it, do but it he's, he was right close. after the game. He but. was within 30 or 40 yards of Chubb when they showed the graphic not too long ago. That's a fifty-four yard touchdown run. That might put him over the top. Well, this is this is uh oh, there it is. There Mark. it is. There it is. Derrick Henry. Oh, you know you know what else is is great about this? If you're Derrick Henry, not only did you go over two hundred yards um, on thirty-two rushing attempts, but you did it. I think in the final game of a contract. <laughs> yeah, he that, did. That he's, he's a free agent. Ooh. By the way, the, the Kinzel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say the transparent the. Uh, the difference between him and Melvin Gordon is immense, and they're both going to be on the free agent market. Oh, Melvin, Melvin oh, Gordon. Oh, <laughs> so, Melvin Gordon. Man, look, I, I don't know if Melvin Gordon has a significant other or a wife or whatever, but like when he's going through that holdout or whatever, and he's like, babe, you know, I'm going to get this money. We're going to be right. We're going to have this big old house and all this. To now, man, Melvin Gordon is going to get a peanuts deal. Melvin Gordon walked away from $10 million. They tried to sweeten the pot on his deal, and he walked away from it. He held out. He would be lucky to get ten million in a single season. Um, Hunter Renfro, by the way, just caught a big pass for the Raiders and then threw a lateral and got ten more yards for Oakland. I, they are down ten to the Broncos. Four fifty to go in that game. They need the Titans to lose, which is not going to happen. So it's a wrap. So Oakland is just <clears throat> it's playing, a wrap. Oakland is just playing these final five minutes as the Oakland Raiders. Like oh, that's yeah. basically what it is. But as we say, this is for the love. Right now, they're playing for the love. I, I will, for the love of the game. The, where we are focused is basically on the Giants and Eagles, but I do want to read a tweet that I received from John Hagen Jr. who says, Cardinals-Rams meaningless? Not in today's age with sports gambling. No such thing as a meaningless game. I actually mm. agree with him, but it's also why we've also been giving the scores, and you've heard David Gascon say the scores, but when we say meaningless, and I'm not trying to defend, he's absolutely right. Last week, the games that we mm-hmm. had, were exciting. The, the, the Dolphins Bengals was awesome, and it had no bearing on anything in the playoff hunt. But there are other interests as well. Jacksonville up thirty-one to twenty on the Colts in that contest, and Gardner Minshew about to add some more points. Rams lead the Cardinals twenty-four to seventeen. But we're basically focusing on the Eagles and Giants right now, just because that's the simple fact of that's where that's all we have yet to figure out with the NFL playoffs, aside from what happens tonight in Seattle against the San Francisco 49ers. Beast mode. 
That, I'm so excited, man. Yeah, I, I think, I'm so excited Beast Mode's coming back. I think it's I think it's exciting for the Seahawks, but honestly, after the first 10 minutes of game time, that wears off. Does it? Yes, it does. Uh-huh. The, the first 10 minutes when you see Marshawn Lynch out there, I'm sure they're going to get him the ball early. Remember, they not only brought in Marshawn Lynch. They brought in was, Robert Turbin, too. Yeah, his backup. E- exactly. Exactly. So that tells you they not only needed one they additional did, running back, like everybody they needed was hurt. two. That, yeah, everybody that's was my hurt. point, Bucky. That's the, the point of that's where that's how depleted they are. And you already lost your starting center midway through the season with a season-ending injury. Mm-hmm. Your best offensive lineman, Dwayne Brown, is out following a knee procedure. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be there. And now you gotta face this 49ers defense Man, yeah, that is yeah, relentless. Like Whoa. Have you seen the points the Niners have been surrendering the last couple of weeks? The front just the front line of yeah, just but getting been, after. They, yeah, but they've been giving up like 30 plus points. The Atlanta Falcons beat them. I mean, come on. That's a motivated Falcons team, apparently, oh, to keep God. Dan I mean, Quinn's yeah, job. So, so that's what I'm saying. You're making them out to be like the big bad wolf. Come on. Well, I, I think that they're a pretty good team, and it's going to be a. It's going to be. But are you are you like one of these nervous guys that goes into the movie? And no, you, like no. Like, I on. think. Listen, listen. I think I'm actually being pretty realistic of what's happening. There's. I mean, we saw graphics. You know how 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 the Lynch stole Christmas with Marshawn Lynch's picture. <laughs> that's your NFL Network doing that. I, yeah. I like that's a nice story. It's a neat story. You hope that he can provide some sort of boost. But realistically, Bucky, if there was a thought that Marshawn Lynch could help an NFL team and could help the Seahawks, mm. he would have been signed at some point. He, didn't want to, the he, he may not have wanted to play anywhere else. He, he was he, he was brought in and this is because he didn't officially file his retirement papers. Yeah. As a free agent, he did visit the Seahawks after mm-hmm. Rashad Penny got hurt. They had to notify the league of it. So there may have been a thought about possibly and then when the, him making a return, but then when he ended up you know, the Seahawks ended up losing Chris Carson and CJ Brosides. He needed Brosides. a couple of weeks to work. Like you saw the, like one of the stories on NFL Network uh Tom Pelissero uh, broke down in the two weeks between that visit that you're referring and when they signed him. He worked out hard for two weeks with his trainer to get back right. We saw all the, the they did all the stuff to beat him up and kind of get him ready. And I think what you have to understand is, like, they're not counting on beast mode to be beast mode of old from 2012, 13, and 14. They just need him to, in spots, come in and give them that physicality and pop that he used to give them. And this, the reason they bring Robert Turbin in is – because Beast Mode and Turban, they already know the offense, the verbiage, and all of those things. So the learning curve wasn't as steep in signing someone that would be right off the streets. It okay. gives them an opportunity to do some stuff. But how much do they know? Because Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator. They played under Daryl Bevel. Yeah, but maybe they, like when uh, Schottenheimer came in, maybe they made him keep the verbiage the same. So he was the guy, Justin, not the players. Let, all right, guys, let's run. Russell Wilson runs for his life on two. Yep. Break. That what, was whatever that, whatever that is. That, <laughs> that whatever that is. That was it scramble, at the end of the Daryl Bevel. Scramble, yeah, scramble, scramble. Oh, the uh, boy. the Eagles. Look at the Eagles. Look Bo- at the Eagles. Boston Scott caught a ooh, screen pass ooh. on third and thirteen. Took it all the way down inside mm-hmm. the Giants' ten yard line. The hopes of a Dallas Cowboys postseason, despite Michael Gallup getting into the end zone again for the Cowboys on a touchdown pass from Dak Prescott. Dak's making a lot of money in this game. Uh, I'll say that much mm-hmm. for the uh, for his future. It may not matter. Dallas is now up 
43 to 16 on Washington with an extra point coming up, but it may not matter as Philadelphia looks to put away the Giants with 625 left to go. Mm-hmm. Get Bucky Brooks on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. No head coaching dismissals yet in the National Football League, but there could be coming some coming up very, very soon, Ooh. including one. Yes, one in a place that we've talked about a lot. That's coming up next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's Bucky Brooks, I'm Dan Beyer. It's raining in New York. Could be Cowboys tears. I know they're miles and miles away, but the Giants trail the Eagles 34-17, so Philadelphia just 445 away from wrapping up the NFC East. Makes the Cowboys beating the Redskins right now 44-16, pretty much moot. Cowboys needed the Eagles to lose. That is not happening. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Get Bucky on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. The rest of the action going on right now, Jacksonville has opened it up against the Colts, 38-20 to with four minutes to go. The Rams lead the Cardinals by two scores, 31-17, to midway through the fourth quarter. In the AFC, the Titans are in the postseason. They've beaten the Texans 35-14. to It is now a final, so the Steelers and Raiders have been eliminated 
they're both playing right now. Steelers are down to the Ravens, 28-10 at the two-minute warning, while the Raiders do have the football down seven in Denver to the Broncos in what we believe is the final two minutes of the Oakland Raiders period because after today, yeah, no longer than they can be the Las Vegas Raiders uh, for forever and ever if they would like. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Titans led, led by Ryan Tannehill, and we talked earlier in the show about Jameis Winston and, and his future after throwing his 30th interception of the season, and then the topic of conversation came up as we were deciding, what about Marcus Mariotti? He's the backup now to Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. They seem like they've really found something with Tannehill. We know that Mariota was in a make-or-break year, going to be a free agent, where is a possible landing spot for Marcus Mariota in 2020? Oh, I think the Chicago Bears have to be at the top of the priority list for Marcus Mariota. It would give him an opportunity to reunite with his old college coach, Mark Helfrick, who is the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. They run an offense that's very similar to some of the stuff that he did at Oregon. It would give him an opportunity to come in as a QB2, potentially, if they move off from Chase Daniel. But to come in with the idea and maybe the possibility of replacing Mitchell Trubisky if he doesn't improve next season. What's what's the likelihood that something like that that I mean if you're going to move on from Chase Daniel you're then putting the squeeze on Mitchell Trubisky I mean, right? Just a, just a little bit. I mean, no just, no just it's a, a lot. Squeeze. You're just doing a it a lot. But you're saying you're trying to upgrade the talent in the room and so even though Chase Daniel may understand the offense better it's really about putting yourself in a situation to really be able to win games and win games consistently. So I think it would be a, just a better situation to have uh, Marcus Mariota in that room backing up Mitchell Dabrisky. So the AFC playoff picks are a set. Let's take a look at these matchups. You've got the Titans who just beat the Houston Texans 35-14, to taking on New England in the wildcard round. The other wildcard game has those Texans being home next week to the Buffalo Bills. I am predicting – because it seems like it's a tradition unlike any other that the Texans will be playing the first wild card game. This is not official. There is no schedule out yet for the postseason, but Bucky, it seems that the Texans always get that first wild card game on Saturday. I think it's likely that they play the Buffalo Bills. But let's start there. The Texans resting guys today, as did the Bills and their loss to the Jets. How do you see an early analysis of Bills Texans coming up in the AFC? I actually like the Buffalo Bills in this game. Mm. I like the Buffalo Bills mm. in this game because their defense is legit. Defense travels. The running game um, also travels. The biggest key in this game comes down to quarterback play. and You don't expect Josh Allen to outplay Deshaun Watson as a complete quarterback. But what Josh Allen can do, his, he can make enough plays to be a thorn in the side of the Texans' defense. His ability to run the ball, his ability to throw the ball out of the stadium basically on these off-platform throws can lead to big plays. And then with Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson has been a terrific player throughout his career. However, he has been prone to occasionally make these hero throws. The Buffalo Bills' defense is one that they don't allow you to throw the ball over their head. They keep everything in front. And they want to test the discipline and patience of the quarterback. And we will see if Deshaun Watson is patient enough to do it. Also, the key to the Texans' passing game, DeAndre Hopkins is the number one without question. Kenny Stills is a terrific slot player. Will Fuller has to play for this offense to really function. 
I mean, it is a drastic difference in output when Will Fuller is on the field. He stretches the defense in the passing game. He takes advantage of those eight-man fronts when they're running the ball effectively. He is the space creator. And so they need him to play if they're going to be at their best against the Buffalo Bills. Will Fuller didn't play today. He ended up sitting out with Deshaun Watson and others. Carlos Hyde also a big factor for the Texans. It seemed to give them some physicality uh, in, in the running game. I think it's actually one of the most underrated moves of this 2019 season. Was I mean, he was in training camp with the Kansas City Chiefs and likely wasn't going to make the roster. And then he ends up going to Houston and when Lamar Miller goes down with his knee injury. This after the team already made the trade for Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde's come in and filled in admirably for the Houston Texans this season. Yeah, look, Carlos Hyde has, has been a big – I think the bigger thing that I have, the biggest issue I have with the Houston Texans, I don't know who they are. I don't know what their identity is. I don't know what they're built on. Like, when you hear the name, the Tennessee Titans, and you close your eyes, well, there's a vision in your head of how they play. I see Physical, that, rough and that rugged. ponytail of Derrick <laughs> Henry, Derrick Henry coming going downhill left to right those as things. he's running down the field. Right. When I think about the Texans – I don't know what their mission statement would be when it comes to their style, their identity. And so that's that's troubling for me after 17 weeks, um, after a full regular season watching their games, that I don't know who they are and what they're about. Um, at this point, your identity is not only formed, but you, you're playing to that. And so to me, it's just kind of problematic. I think that their identity is let's hope Deshaun Watson is on his game and he and DeAndre Hopkins have some sort of connection. I don't know if J.J. Watt's going to come back and play. I don't know what their defense is going to do, but yeah. to me, it's solely on the right arm and the legs of Deshaun Watson. And they have got they've got all the pressure in the world on them, Bill. Not on Bill O'Brien because he's the general manager, de facto general manager. He's not mm-hmm. going to fire himself, mm-hmm. but so he's his job is safe. But for a team to make that next step, remember last year Indianapolis came in and took it to them. This is an opportunity for them to try to advance to that next stage of the playoffs, which when they're not playing the Bengals or Raiders, sometimes it seemed like a bugaboo. What about Titans against the Patriots? How much we've said it that the Titans were the team that New England didn't want to face of these three entering today, and now they're going to get the NFL's leading rusher this season in Derrick Henry coming in to Foxborough this next weekend. Look, it's, it's still going to be a tough game for the New England Patriots. The thing about it, they're playing at home, and they just are a different team when they play in Gillette. Um, the Tennessee Titans shouldn't be – intimidated or bothered by the mystique of the Patriots. Mike Rabel kind of knows the ins and outs about how they're going to prepare and how they're going to play. And they, look, I want to say they knocked them off earlier in the year. And so if you knock them off and you have that confidence, I I just really believe it is all about um, going up there and playing a clean game, meaning they can't turn the football over. They can't allow the ball to basically fly over the head. They can't give it to big plays. And, I really believe this is a game they have to put it on the shoulders of Tom Brady. I think you have to dare Tom Brady to beat you at this stage. Take away the running game and make Tom Brady have to make a series of throws to beat you the entire game. And if you can do it, then you tip your hat. Because right now, he is a guy who is one of the weaker links on that team because he hasn't played well. They're also looking for guys to throw to. That Patriots-Titans matchup was last year, but I know what you're talking about. Last year, so they haven't played this year. Yeah, they haven't played this year, but the the point being is, yeah, there's some familiarity there. When you... I mean, even even of just watching the Patriots today after the Dolphins end up taking the go-ahead touchdown of just trying to find some hope. Like, there was... I would say, in, in, in normal situations, you're like, you know what? If anybody is down... 
three points with 24 seconds left to go, Tom Brady's going to figure something out. And in today's game against Miami, they obviously did not do that, but it even seemed to struggle for them to gain 10 yards or 15 yards to I mean it's they don't they don't have the pieces in, they don't have the pieces in place. However, there is a, a path to victory for them. But it's a it's a real narrow path in terms of how they have to play. This is a team that has to play great defense. They have to be able to run the ball. They have to use two or three gadget plays a game to generate the explosive plays because they don't have the talent on the perimeter to kind of whip you in one-on-one situations. So that's why we see the halfback passes, the double passes, the flea flickers, the reverse passes, all of the things that you would see on the playground. That is why the New England Patriots have to do it because they just don't have the sheer personnel to be able to create these explosive plays. And to score points, you have to be able to get these explosive plays because it's too hard to go four and five yards at a time down the field. Tom Brady threw a touchdown pass to a linebacker today who was lined up as a fullback. And by the way, it wasn't at the one-yard line. I mean, it was I mean, it was like a 40-yard touchdown. Man. Nobody covered him out of the backfield, but, I mean, when you see a number 52 running down the sidelines and scoring, yeah, you have to maybe resort to that if you're the New England Patriots. And, I mean, that's that's where they're at right now. And I think they, they, they're honest about who they are and what they are. But I will say this. I'm not scared of them. I still don't see them as, as the, boogie, the boogeyman. But they understand how to play. And I think in a series of one-and-done scenarios, they're the team that people don't necessarily want to face because if the game is close, they know how to finish it. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Most of the action late in the afternoon is has been wrapped up. Let's get to David Gascon, though, for the latest of what's still going on and what we know in the National Football League. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. AFC side of things. You crown Derrick Henry. Henry gets the carry. He's to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. <laughs> Wow. Derrick Henry to the house, 53 yards, touchdown, Titans. Yeah, that sealed it for him, the leading rusher this season, the National Football League. 32 carries for 211 yards and three scores. Titans got all of it from them. They beat the Texans 35-14, so they get the sixth seed in the AFC, and they'll score off with the New England Patriots in wildcard weekend because the Patriots lost at home to the Miami Dolphins 27-24. Another great call earlier today. Snap to Winston, dropping straight back. Throws, intercepted Deion Jones, and the ball game is over. And that's 30 picks from first. For a boy, Winston. And Jameis Winston throws his 30th interception on the first play of overtime. And Atlanta wins the game 28 22. Unbelievable outcome in that one, guys. Denver just tried a long field goal from 57 yards out. Brandon McManus wide right. Denver leading 16 9 over Oakland, but they have the football right now with 90 seconds to play in regulation. Colts right now trailing big at Jacksonville, 38-20. to Eagles are going to punch their tickets to the playoffs and win the NFC East division. They're thumping the Giants, 34-17. Does not matter what Dallas does today. Now they're beating up on the Redskins, 47-16. There are reports that Jason Garrett will be fired at the conclusion of this ballgame if Dallas did not make it to the postseason. Ravens, they beat the Steelers 28-10. Pittsburgh not making the playoffs either. Packers get a first-round bye. They beat the Lions 23-20. Aaron Rodgers on the day, guys. 
was sub 50% in this one. 27 of 55 for 323 yards and two scores. Aaron Jones had 143 total yards in this one. Kansas City is the two seed in the AFC. They beat up on the Chargers 31 to 21. Damian Williams had just 12 carries for 124 yards and also a couple TDs in the victory. Fellas, back to you. Appreciate it, Dave. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer and Daniel Jones is in at the end of this game, but the Eagles, it's all but a formality, up 17 on the Giants. Saquon Barkley is on the sideline. I'll tell you what, if you had Saquon Barkley in this game, I, I'll tell you, Eli Manning is is sitting there standing in the rain. They have Daniel Jones at this point in this game, Bucky, down 17. Is there anything that the rookie quarterback can gain in these final two minutes when your season is about to end? I mean, every rep matters. Okay. Oh, my All gosh. right. Every rep. Nice catch by <laughs> Golden Tate, but does nothing jumping up. <laughs> Pat Shermer, maybe. So thinking, you, oh, you think you thinking having having a swan song? You think Eli Manning wants to go in the game? No, now? I'm. I, uh, the, the the point is, and and I have to be honest. I don't know who the Giants and actives are. I don't know if there's somebody else that they can put in at this point. But oh, you want to put another quarterback in? I, I just. There's you're down 17 points. You don't yeah, have any timeouts. He has the rest of the year to heal up. What, what, what are we doing? Well, yeah, well, if yeah, if Daniel Jones gets hurt, all of a sudden now you're starting quarterback. You know, nah, let's get these reps in. The uh, I thought you, I thought you wanted to dust off Eli. You no, see how Eli, no. Eli's like, uh-huh. no, no, he had his uh, swan song. Uh, yeah, he, he's like, no, nah, he I'm had good. The, the perfect way to go out. Freddie Kitchens also may have had the perfect way to go out as the Browns head poor coach. Freddie. Because why do you say poor Freddie? Poor Freddie. I mean. I mean, he's going to be one and done. Like that's what it is. That's that's the way it is. And I, listen, that's what we're doing. What you get one, you get one shot. <laughs> you get one shot. That's that's it. When that's your credentials, when that's that's what you get. You don't have time to waste if you're the Cleveland Browns. Time to waste. You don't. He has to. He has to develop. Like it's 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 a learned position. You you're just not ready for it. There's no manual that he can read from to learn how to become a head why, coach. Why did he get the job in the first place? Well, he got the job because he and Baker Mayfield had a good relationship. Sure. The offense got hot down Absolutely. the stretch. All of those things. And what happened this year? Well, I mean, you tasked him with something that wasn't supposed to be. He wasn't originally supposed to be the head coach and offensive coordinator. Uh, Todd Motkin was supposed to do that. However, there were some issues with that. He had to take over the play calling, had to do that. And it's a lot. It's a lot to manage the entire team while also game planning for the offense and calling the plays and doing all of that. It's, I mean, it's a lot for a rookie head coach. I can understand when you put in your system and, and you want that to develop. But to your point of Freddie Kitchens was basically kept on board to sustain, maintain, and grow. That was that was the hope. Yeah. And that did not happen, and that did not happen with Baker Mayfield and turning the ball over. It's funny because Nick Chubb was the one leading the NFL in rushing through 16 weeks of the season – and myself and others are like, I don't know what the identity of this team is. Well, I, no, I mean, I, mean I, I think that's the thing now. I, I will say that is something that they have to reevaluate because this is a team that they are at their best when they run through Nick Chubb, the running game, and then all of the compliments off play action to the guys outside, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. They get in trouble when they try and get cute, go 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, throw it all over the yard. For as good as Baker Mayfield was as a rookie, he was at his best down the stretch when they lined up in run-heavy sets. They used play action, and that's how they got the ball outside. This year, early in the year, they didn't attack it like that, and I think it's one of the reasons why it hurt them. I think Baker Mayfield's regression was part partially due to him 
in the league catching up to how he plays, and he'll have to go and address that and continue to get better. But also, I do not believe that Freddie Kitchens consistently placed him in a situation to be at his best. It it really they're they're not identical, but when Dirk Cutter was promoted from offensive mm. coordinator to head coach in Tampa, it was all right. We don't want to lose Dirk Cutter to a head coaching job. We like the progress that this offense has made. Let's give it to Dirk Cutter and all of a sudden. I mean, that's never a reason. There's never in my mind. Now I will say this. That's never a good reason to hire a head coach. And I'm gonna say this before the cycle starts tomorrow with the hiring cycle. The job description from being a coordinator to a head coach completely different being a coordinator where you're coordinating game planning and calling plays has little to do with being a head coach the head coach is a guy who sets the vision of how the team wants to play the brand the identity hey this is who we are this is how we play he sets the vision spreads the vision to the coaches and he holds the coaches accountable to making sure that the way the game is played matches the vision of the team then he's also there to be the problem solver Whatever issues come up, not only during the week, but on game day. How do we want to manage this situation? How are we going to handle this game versus this team who may be better than us in certain areas? How can we tweak our game plan to put us in the best situation to win each and every week? And so when you think about what the head coach is supposed to do, he is supposed to have kind of the, like, the, 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 the macro picture, like big, big picture, see it. Or whatever. When you task him also with being the play caller, you're asking him to juggle a lot. And I just don't know if many first time young head coaches are able to juggle all those responsibilities. Look at Sean McDermott in Buffalo and what he's done in his second year of or when you take this team and or, or in his short time in Buffalo of like there's a culture, there's yeah, the offense is mm-hmm. You know, is what it is, but there's a defense. You're hanging your your hat on that, and that's where like you you knew what they were. You know what they were they were they were building to mm-hmm. be. And I was from the gym. Try, yeah, yeah. First year head coach, and now we're 16 games in the Freddie Kitchens, and I don't know what we were building. By the way, let's quickly hear from Freddie Kitchens who addressed his future at the end of today's game against the Bengals. And told anything different, you know, Mr. Jimmy and, and D. I think they want me to do my job, and that's what I'm going to do: is do my job until they tell me not to. If they tell me not to, just I don't think I think they just want me doing my job. I don't know how else to answer it. There's a lot of people that benefit from putting speculation out there, but unless they get it from the people that are actually making that decision, it's just speculation. It's just fodder. So I know where it comes from. I know where speculation comes from. So I don't worry about it. I just do my job. We'll see if he has a job tomorrow. It is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are the winners of the NFC East. The Cowboys are eliminated. Eagles top the Giants 34-17. Jason Garrett walking off the field as a winner, but maybe for the last time as the Cowboys coach. They aren't headed to the postseason, but they beat the Redskins today 47-16. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. Your MVPs in Week 17 coming up next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's Bucky Brooks, I'm Dan Beyer. The Raiders almost sending Oakland out a winner. I know they're playing in Denver, but a touchdown pass from Derek Carr to Hunter Renfro got the Raiders within one, and with seven seconds left, you got to go for two. Derek Carr's pass batted down at the line of scrimmage. Raiders are going to cover, but the Broncos are going to win and beat (laughs) the Oakland Raiders for the final time. I told you, like... 
these games, people want to know: Did this team cover? Did that spread. team cover? It's so unbelievable. You talk about it's got to tell the scores. The Cardinals fell short to the Rams, thirty-one twenty-four. Mm-hmm. I think Cardinals uh, covered in that one as well. Mm. And there's a report out that Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron is going to sail up to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. and meet with the Redskins tomorrow about mm. their head coaching position. Interesting. It's, it's interesting on a few different levels. Like, I understand why they would uh, have interest in Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is an experienced coach. Obviously, he was in Carolina for nine, ten years. Um, he's kind of going through the ups and downs of being a head coach. Uh, even though he hasn't had a lot of time off, considering he was fired maybe four or five games left, uh, he feels like he – has a better understanding of how to attack the job the second go-around. For the Washington Redskins, they need a level of maturity in the head coaching spot. They need someone who can handle maybe some of the perceived dysfunction that exists within the front office to get the product on the field right. Um, When I look at the Washington Redskins, I do believe that there are some positive things that they have available to them on the defense side of the ball. They're going to be in a position to get a pass rusher early in the draft. They um, have a young quarterback and Dwayne Haskins and because he has nurtured a guy like Cam Newton I think there are a lot of people that would be encouraged by what he can do but I think what Ron has to do is he has to figure out okay do I like this situation compared to some of the other situations that may be available to him but we know whatever is going to happen is going to happen very very quickly so you're sitting here looking we think that there could be a change with the Giants there's been reports that there is an overhaul Possibly in the works that ownership's going to want to evaluate, you know, evaluate everything. It's the Giants' job if it becomes available and Pat Shermer's removed after two seasons. Is that something that is a going to be a hot topic job in the National Football League? Well, typically, what has happened with the New York Giants is you've had a level of stability. The Giants have and the Pittsburgh Steelers have kind of been model franchises for how they go about their business. They don't normally have a lot of turnover quickly. They, they kind of stick with what they have. They let the coach kind of go through the process, the coach and the general manager. But this would be different because this would be a change because if, if Shermer goes, I would think uh, David Gettleman also goes out the door. So you could be looking at a head coach who has the power to also bring in a different personnel man with him. And they have to change from a cultural standpoint. They've kind of stuck within the family the last couple of times. This would be a move that required them to go outside of the family, meaning someone outside of the Giants organization who has had ties to the organization to see if they can do it a different way. Uh, This is a major decision for the Giants when it comes to it. What my issue is if you're going to have Dave Gettleman run your show like he has, he's drafted two very important pieces with his last two first-round picks. Mm -hmm. Why not let that you know, play out a little bit more as things I mean, go on. I, I mean, mean there, there, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Like he did pick Saquon Barkley, who has been, look, he's been a transcendent talent for them. He's been a very, very good player. Uh, Daniel Jones looks like he has a promising future as a QB one. Um, then you would have to let him pick the surrounding pieces, the offensive line, the defense, and all those other things. It's, it's just a matter of when you look at your franchise compared to the other franchises in the division and in the NFC, how do you feel that you – what are, what are your chances of feeling like your team is going to progress to the point that they can compete with the te- teams at the top? And I think that's what you have to consider if you're the ownership in New York. 
the uh, the Giants losing to the Eagles today, so that allowed the Eagles to wrap up the NFC East. So the Eagles will face the uh, the winner of or the excuse me the loser of tonight's Seahawks 49ers game. We've got some head coaching news. Let's go to the desk. David Gascon's got more. Hey guys, uh, first casualty of the 2019 season. Browns have just fired Freddie Kitchens per. Chris Mortensen of ESPN. There it is. The Freddie Kitchens wow. era is one and done. Out Brooks and with Dunn. the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yes, Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. We didn't get a chance to play Brooks and it, Dunn. It wasn't just today. You, you had to improve off of last season. Did and you? not only did – no, they didn't. I mean, you, that, that was a mandate. They had to improve off of last season. Listen, someone with his lack of coaching credentials mm. had mm. zero mm. margin mm. for error mm. to continue as the head coach of the Cleveland Imagine Browns. Imagine that. A job that you've never done, the expectation is right away you get it all right. It was the only reason he got the job in the first place mm. was for how things went last year. It was mm. the only re- Realistically, if you wanted that team to play with an edge, keep Craig Williams as your head coach. I mean, okay, so then – who actually picked the head coach? Was it the owner or was it the general manager? Because what has been interesting about this, no one has really talked about John Dorsey and any of the things that are related to him. He ultimately put this roster together. They have a lot of talent, but are they really a great team? Do all the pieces of the puzzle fit together? He selected Baker Mayfield over Sam Donald, over Lamar Jackson, over Josh Allen. Baker Mayfield has come back to the pack. So, I mean, we can talk about Freddie Kitchens, but we also got to talk about Management. Sure, sure, and I agree with that. But he didn't—he didn't pick him over Lamar Jackson because no one was going to take Lamar Jackson in the top five of that draft. I mean, he was available. He was available. I mean, he, was, he was available. But everybody else did. Like there was, there was never it, a Lamar was, Jackson that, discussion. That doesn't make it. That doesn't Mayfield. make it. That doesn't make it right. Like it doesn't make it right that oh no one was ever going to take him because right now the way that it looks, your quarterback in Baker Mayfield doesn't look like he's a better player not only than Lamar Jackson but like you can make the argument with Josh Allen and the success that. He has had that he has been a more vital piece to what the Buffalo Bills have done than what Baker Mayfield has done with the Browns. John Dorsey did get wrapped up in the Browns mania, and when Odell Beckham Jr. became available, was sucked in. I I believe that. But I don't I don't think like like look Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think is the the the, the catalyst to their woes. I think their quarterback didn't play well, and I think some of that has to fall on hey what John Dorsey and those guys have done. They basically went along with hey. Baker likes the offensive coordinator. We're going to make him the head coach. Baker can't have that power this time around. Freddie Kitchens, Dunn in Cleveland. So are Bucky Brooks and myself, Dan Byer, here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.